Thank you so much for being with us. And don't forget, Neil Rogers is coming up next. It's 10 o'clock. The views expressed on I'm pretty pissed off about that Pahokee situation, aren't you? And do not what? Reflect those of the yeah, Pahokee, where they got that great frozen and refrozen cherry pie. That's the Pahokee Diner. 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. You know what I haven't heard? The two words I haven't heard in a couple of days now? No. Swine flu. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's a problem anymore. I thought everybody was croaking. I think it flew away. I'm dying over here. 560 WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. Oh, my God. Talk to Neil. Dial 5670560 in day. George is still with us another day. Write it on the blackboard. 77785-NEAL. Or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsors. Uh, no. Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. Neil, God. Paychecks that way. Yeah. Three at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. George is still with us. Oh, isn't that all just shtick, Neil? Aren't you just making that up? Tom Jicker, thank goodness, wrote that piece in the paper. Now, if Tommy Jicker writes it, you know it can't be a BS. Right. The real Tom Jicker, right? Right. And far and away, that's our most read story on our bedtime story so far. Far and away. Now, Ishma Ahmed writes, like you always say, what goes around comes around. Now, am I supposed to be able to decipher that? What does that mean? I don't know. Like you always say, what goes around comes around. Ahmed, Ishma, Ishmak, I have no idea what that means. Maybe you could be a little more explicit what you'd be talking about. What you'd be talking about, Ishma? 
Ahmed, Mohammed, Schwartz. Here's the poll result from yesterday. Boy, we got 1,012 votes. Let's hear it. Oh! 1,012 votes. Well, I sure got that thing cranked up pretty hot today. How about... Oh! Wow. Get everybody awakened. Who's the next big celebrity to die? 1,012 votes. Farrah Fawcett, 421. Patrick Swayze, 205. He's got a lung problem. Now, is that a uh, smoking thing or what? I don't know, in his case. I don't really care. I mean, you know, I don't want to sound insensitive, but I, I never liked Patrick Swayze in the first place. So. In fact, I disliked him intensely. And not that I hope he dies or anything like that, but he will. Mickey Rooney, 108. He's going to die someday. What did we figure out? He's like 90 almost? Almost. Damn near 90. Little Mickey Rooney. Don Imus, 57. Dead man in a chair. Queen Elizabeth the Tooth, 40. John Madden, 39. Liz Taylor was a late addition, and she um, she jump-frogged me, leapfrogged. 38 for Liz, 37 for me. Mo Howard Davided, he made a late move, 23. Lindsay Lohan, 13. Joan Rivers, 11. Don Shula, the brainstem, 11. And Donald Trump, only 9. How, how do I fit in with these other people? And Mo also. Big celebrity? I don't know. This this obsession with, with South Florida radio people, it's just, I don't know what to say about it. It's embarrassing to me. No, you're a, a superstar. And by the way, no more stupid, uh, phony uh, TKS crap. You know, all, all you Gojean provocateur goyam out there, it's just, just nauseating. It was the same thing with Sirius. Oh, Sirius wants you, Neil, and uh, Bubba, 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 this, and Bubba, that, and Bubba Mices. That's what they are, Bubba Mices. All these stories. Anyway, you'll be pleased to know that Norma Kent is going to bat for George with a uh, letter on legal stationery. Ooh. Don't you think that'll scare him? Wow. Yeah. Scared I'm me. Nor Norma Kent letterhead. I read it to you this morning. Yep. About how, um, you know, we're standing by our guns on the contract. And, no, it has to be mutual agreement. And we don't agree to flee or anybody beside George. That, that's, that's the way it works. Although I've got some real... Firm instruction here. Here's one. Here's the, here's the definitive one. Everything is my fault. This is from the fake Julio Robaina. Oh, great. The truth about the George situation. And it says, the truth about the George situation is that you, Neil, share any responsibility. I'm a regular listener, and I'm aware of your part in the George injustice. My part. Other hosts take care of people like George and make them part of the shows. I thought you were part of the show. Okay. For example, Paul Castronova has made his number one producer part of the show, employed by him and paid by him. Now, you tell me that's not correct. No, he's on Paul's contract, but he's not paid by Paul. Oh. So if the management ever decides to cut this producer without cause, the management will have to fire the whole show. Bubba the Love Sponge was banished by Cheap Channel and was out of work for two years, but in that time he continued to pay his three guys a portion of their salary out of his own pocket. Additionally, his, in his will, he's already left all the intellectual property of his show to his producers individually and as a group in his will. Those are examples of hosts who take care of their boys. You've been with George for approximately 20 years, and all you do is put a clause in your contract that allows you to choose your producer but doesn't protect the one you have. I already heard you say there's no way you're willing to pay him out of your pocket. If it would have been a year ago when I was making the really big bucks, I'd have paid the whole salary out of my pocket. If, but it's not. It says, of course not. I always thought that the people who said that you backstabbed the bird were overstating it. But now I see what you're capable of doing to people who demonstrated loyalty and dedication. 
If I were George, I would leave you in a lurch right now and start looking for jobs right now. Oh, You're yeah. not going to leave me in a lurch, are you? Oh, uh, yeah. But he's too maybe. nice. He won't do that. It's <laughs> shameful what you're doing. And if George loses his job, you'll lose me as a listener because I hold you responsible and partner. You'll thank you for your time. Good luck, George. Are you threatening me? From the fake Julio Robaina, whose English has improved dramatically, by the way, since those embarrassing emails about harness racing in Hialeah, which turned out was uh, not, but nevertheless. Maybe he took a class. I'm not paying George's salary. I never have, and I never. I can't right. give George health benefits or any other benefits. I'm not running that kind of a company. I do have my own company, but it's a one-man company, and that's me. And as far as the bird was concerned, consider his salary, which I did not also pay that. That was charity. That's the way I look at the bird's salary. Fifty grand a year to sit there and cackle and eat free food every day and just shut up. Occasionally chime in with something useful, which became less and less often. <laughs> like that. Did you say to the bird? Yeah, did you say to the bird? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I just I just have to respond to this uh, guy. Okay. Not Paco, he's sleeping. Boy, I'm having real difficulty. Sorry. One moment, please. No problem. Oh, there he is. He's not even... That's it. Fill the breach, George. Okay, that's enough. I'm through typing fast. Anyway, getting back to, let's see, here's one from John who says, Johnny B. from Boca. If we have, if we have to have an end to it, boy, I'll tell you, the, the stuff that these people write, it's so schlock and sloppy. But, you know, I'll take whatever I get. If we have to have an end to the dynasty of Neil and George, then a new era has to start. Unfortunately, if you remove someone, most of the time the replacement doesn't work out, nor does the next one. How many producers did you have before George? Oh, I would say... About 30, man. A whole bunch. I've listened to you for over 18 years. You are the talent on the show and keep the ratings high regardless of the hurdles management has put in your path. This is a big one. We will see who does well the first time you're ill or go on vacation. Is Flea going to do a four-hour show on the fly? No pun intended. On the fly. You think Flea is going to fly? No pun intended. Regards, Johnny B. from Boca. Think Fleet can fly? I don't know. Here's one from Jeff who says, I hate George and Fleet like poison. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that sweet? Isn't that typical? <laughs> South Florida hate. <laughs> now, here's one I think that's pretty. Now, you always have said that there's no difference between the two stations generally outside of this show? Correct. This one says, last night, both WQAM and 790 had the same ESPN radio show on from around midnight to 5 a.m. How can this be? How can that be? Are we paying money for ESPN? I mean, does it really make a difference? If you put the two numbers together, they're probably still up oh. like that. In fact, in the last book, didn't they have a, a from 1 to 5 a.m. across the street a oh. point? Oh. I think so. I could be wrong. I know from 10 to 11 p.m. we had a oh, point, oh. but that's, you know, who cares about that? Right. Sounds like nose-picking and nitpicking to me. ESPN Radio. How about those Blackhawks? How about that young, hot Patrick Kane? Oh, oh baby. 
Oh, baby is right. Hat trick last night in the deciding game against the um, Canucks. I bet you were up late watching that. You know it. Well, at least half of that. You were up late? Yeah. With your head in your hands, pondering no, your just, fate. Uh, George off. was up late pondering his fate. Staring off into space. I don't do the uh, head in your really? thing. Yeah. Space cadet. Right. It's been, it's been spoken before, a space cadet. Twelve minutes after ten at five sixty WQM. The Dow's down fifteen points now. That red arrow. I don't like seeing that. Boy, that gives me spilkies. No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express written permission of WQAM Beasley Broadcast Group Incorporated. Neil God. I'm Casey Kasem. Well, isn't this nice? A birthday card from my urologist, and it reads, "Dear Casey." Happy 77th birthday. Please see me immediately. I want to talk about your prostate. I realize 77 is the new 55 and that you're as virile as Michael Phelps after his third bong rip, but the girls and I at the office want you to be careful so you don't bust your gland. Signed, Dr. John Fielmikoff. Well, Dr. Fielmikoff, I'll be in your office tomorrow. And at that moment... I'll put my glands in your hands and be careful with my parts. Yeah, 1017 at 560 WQM. Is he still alive, by the way, Casey Kasem? I think so. Is he really? What a shame. I mean, here's one from Jimmy Syphilis, who sent this yesterday afternoon, but evidently was just over-anxious to hear it on the air, so he sent it again a second time. Jimmy Syphilis. Okay. Jimmy Syphilis at gmail.com, that is. Subject, Harvey Green. I voiced my concerns about WQM to Harvey Green with the organization. He said he would talk to the Beasleys about you and Orlando. I would not be surprised if this is the reason Joe Bell is dismantling your show. Let's wait and see what happens with the Big Zero. You guys will learn to respect your fellow broadcasters. Up your ass, Jimmy Syphilis. And from what I hear, wouldn't be the first time. Hey, Jimmy. You fairy. Syphilitic. Send it twice. Wouldn't you like to know who these people are? No, I know who they are. I know, I know what they are. Oh, I know what they are, too. There's no question about that. Yeah. And in chronic, most cases, who they are. Right. Chronic, lifeless, no shut-in-ass right. clowns. That's right. Mike Johnson says, nice job by Roberto Luongo last night. He looked like Swiss cheese giving up goal after goal in the third period. Nice job going from up a goal with seven minutes left in the third to down two goals with three minutes left. You suck, uh, Roberto, almost as bad as Jolly Joe's professionalism. And then Mike says, George, not sure what the future holds, but I'm cherishing hearing you on the show each day. He's cherishing hearing you on the show each day. How do you like that? All right. Cherish is the word, the association. That's right. Remember Cherish? Yes, I do. says, I wasn't a fan of yours initially when you replaced the tapes, but now you are the second best radio host, full-time or part-time, on WQAM, says Mike Johnson. Oh, no. Oh, the yeah. association, I think at least one of them is dead, which is unfortunate. They were pretty damn good. On an orange label, I don't remember the, I don't remember the label, but orange. Was it reprise? Reprise? You say reprise or reprise? I like to mix it up. Frank Snotra was on reprise, reprise toward the ass end of his uh, career. Nancy Snotra was also on there. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? The Hawaiian singer, Don Ho. I don't know, Don Ho. Anyway, the association were great. Along comes Mary, Cherish. 
What else do they have? They have one other gigantic, one or two other big ones. Big, huge. Not as huge as Patrick Kane, but... One moment. Oh, you're, you're Googling it? No, no, I got it in my library here. You know this one. I think Along Comes Mary. Right. And there's this, of course. Along Comes Mary rhymes with... You fairy! Yeah. Windy. Here's Everyone one, knows Here's the windy. one that you're trying to think of. Never My Love. Right. Oh, and I love that song. Here's I love one. all their songs. A lesser-known song, nevertheless, it was a hit. What is that? I don't know, but it was a hit in 68. Doesn't ring any bells with me. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Everything that touches you. Oh, everything that douches you, yeah. Okay, I think that's it. I think we run the gamut. That was it, yeah. The association, cherish. We're going to cherish every day that George is on the show, even if it's another four and a half years. Well, maybe some days not, you know. Right. Oh, Lenny the limo driver is back. Oh, my God. Now I know. We've scraped rock bottom. Rock bottom. Oh, sorry. Rock bottom. Lenny says, morning, Neil. I checked out the info through a reliable source and found the info to be true. He checked out the info. This guy they call Flea is sniffing for George's job. Other ex-employees of the show told George ages ago to watch out for this guy. Did anybody tell you to watch out beside me? Yes. They did? Yes. Wow. Maybe Lenny's got the inside poop. Get uh, Jolly Joe to clean it up. Says, I like George and wish him the best of luck. Please do what you can to save his position. I'm doing everything I know short of standing on my head, which would not be good for an old fart like me. What with lower back pillow? pain. I got lower back pain the last couple of weeks since I had that all that ailment, you know? Yeah. Since I was screaming. I'm dying over here. I got lower. I got a pain in the... Uh, not ass, but well, above that's what, the uh, Rush claims was his problem when he started, uh, you know, snorting pills. Oh, yeah? Oxys? Yeah, whatever he could get his hands on. Maybe you got some contacts. Give me a whole fistful of Oxys. Sure, I'll mail them right do up pills. to you. I, got, I take enough pills, just prescription drugs without popping other pills. No more <laughs> popping. Michael Landon's son found dead at 60. I guess it runs in the family. They die. Mark Landon, actor and eldest son of Little House on the Prairie Star, Michael Landon, was found dead Monday at his home. He was 60. You ever hear of Mark Landon? Nope. The cause of death was not immediately known, but there was no evidence of foul play, said Sergeant David Infanti of the L.A. County Sheriff's Office. Mark Landon, among Michael's nine children, appeared in three movies, including Us, a CBS television movie written and directed by his father in 1991, just before he died of cancer at age 54. The film was a pilot intended to be another series for Michael Landon. It aired a few months after he died. Then it's got another... This is interesting. Wow. Recent losses in TV. Bernie Hamilton, known mostly for his role as Captain Harold Doby on the 70s show Starsky and Hutch, died at the age of 80 due to cardiac arrest. Joe Costello, John Costello, a character actor who played Vito's lover on the sixth season of The Sopranos, was found dead in his home from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Sounds like suicide. Suicide. Majel Barrett Roddenberry, the widow of late Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry, died... Age of 76 from leukemia. These were in December. Whole list of dead people. We specialize in dead people on this show because we work on this station. Neil Hefty. I'll be damned. Oh, that was back in October. We were on top of that. The Hollywood composer whose notable achievements include the themes from Batman and The Odd Couple died at home in L.A. 85, October 11th. Jack Nars. Oh, how did we miss that? He was the brother of uh, Tom Kennedy. The game show host. 
Jack Narr is a prolific game show host in the Golden Age of TV. He helmed Video Village, I'll Bet, and Dotto, which was notably canceled during the quiz show scandals of the late 50s. Narr's died in L.A. following a stroke. He was 85. Jack Narr's. His brother, Tom Kennedy, he was host on Name That Tune. Remember Tom Kennedy? Yep. Tall, goofy guy with glasses. And Jack Narr's. E.D. Adams died October 15. The stage and TV star married Ernie Kovacs. Succumbed to cancer and pneumonia at a hospital in L.A. Michael Crichton, November 4. Remember I called him Michael Crichton. Yeah, that's all right. The best-selling author of Jurassic Park, The Andromeda Strain. Well, I'm dumb. You know, look who I work for. Crichton also tapped into his medical background to create the TV smash ER. Lost his battle of cancer at 66. And Paul Benedict, who played Harry Bentley, the English neighbor to George Jefferson, played by Sherman Helmsley, on the sitcom The Jeffersons, was found dead on Martha's Vineyard, age 70, December 1. Harry Bentley. Remember Mr. Bentley? Yep. Well, if that wasn't a great show, I don't know what Tom Jicka had against it. I guess he thought it was like a you know, stereotype racism, a racial thing. The Jeffersons was great, and the theme song was fabulous, even though you hated it. Didn't you also right. hate that one? No, I liked the Jeffersons' theme song. It's oh, the, I thought you hated you hated Good, good Times good and times. the Jeffersons. Right, I hated Good, good times. times. The show and the theme song. Esteroy, yeah, I hated that show, too. That was, uh, what was his name, J.J.? Jimmy J.J. Walker. Walker. Oh, yeah. He was just annoying. Yep. And what, what was it he always said? Dynamite! Dynamite. That was it. That was the medley of his material. Yep. Dynamite. That was a medley of you know, his smash. He got funnier way after that show. I saw a stand-up really? thing when he was uh, old already. Actually very funny. And he didn't do the dynamite. He didn't, uh, you know, he wasn't silly or goofy. What about Gary Coleman? What about him? The midget. What about him? Little black midget. There what? aren't too many black midgets. You notice that? No, I haven't noticed that. Well, just, uh, name me another one besides Gary Coleman, another black midget. Well, I can't name you any. Yeah, uh, huh? Neither can I. Any midgets That's my, at all. That was my point. How many midgets can you name? See, one thing about you. Midgets? There was, yeah. uh, what was his name, Johnny Paleo, the Harmonicats? Billy Barty. Billy Barty, that's a good one. That was down eight points, by the way. Oh, Tom Jicka. Dave Lamont was on this morning defending his title of Mr. Karaoke and beat Ralphie May. Who cares, fake Tom Jicka? About the, I see Paul, and it's not enough that they got their 8-2 share and they kicked ass in the book. That's not enough. They still want to continue siphoning from this show. Here's one that says... Neil, I think you're overlooking the person who will be most affected should fat-ass Joe Bell terminate George. That would be George's wife, who may have to get a job after all this time. A real tragedy created by that turd, T-I-R-D, turd, Joe Bell. Oh, Jimmy Syphilis is back. I caught my producer, Manny, twittering about you. I told him if, I was, if he was such a fan of yours, he should apply to be your producer. He's been warned in the past about his loyalties to the station. He's banned from listening to your show. I will not have a mole on my show, says the fake Jimmy Syphilis. How do you like that? And this guy, Chris, keeps giving me Jolly Joe's phone number. I know Jolly Joe's phone number, and I'm not, I'm not giving it out on the air, you jackass, you ass clown. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. Yank it, baby. I think I shall now be sick. And I love pooping in my pants. I got sick and the teacher sent me to the vet. One, two. You pooped in the refrigerator? You make my gut you. I'm not feeling so good right now. You make everyone lose it. She's pooped all over the room. Swine flu. You sick bastard. Well, excuse me if I was too busy on my knees in front of the toilet. Swine flu, I think my butt's screwed. Everyone leave. I have to poop. I'm gonna blow for sure. Blows! I'll be up all night. 
there is vomit and dookie everywhere. I'm all poo. I got a poop. Swine poop. Holy poop on a stick. You make my gut puke. Yeah, you threw up on my gram gram. You make everyone lose it. Makes me want to puke. Swine poop. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. 1032, more what? Cowbell. And what does that mean? Well, you know what a cowbell is, right? Yeah. More is better. Blackie says, in fact, I had two. Carney pointed out that Webster is a black midget. Emmanuel there Lewis. There you go. Right. Blackie says, I'm glad you enjoyed my last email about the loss of TV stars. There was another African-American midget, the kid that played Webster. And Emmanuel Lewis was his name. Remember that show? Alex Karras played the father. He's also dead, Alex Karras. Former Detroit Lions player and former Monday Night Football announcer. Another ex-jock, uh, another part of the jockocracy. Alex Karras. Was he a great announcer or what? No. No. He was lame. Not as lame as Frank Gifford, but then not too many were. Gif. The Giffer. Scott in Pinellas Park says the association were on Warner Brothers at that time. WB's 45s had an orange label. Well, I'll be damned. One reason why Sinatra was on reprise, he owned the label. Same reason why Nancy Sinatra was on it as well. These boots are made for what? Down, 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 down. Remember that? Yep. Did she sing or what? No. Did she belt out an ounce of sound? Nancy Sinatra? And then there was always Frank Sinatra Jr. Remember him? Remember he got kidnapped? Yeah. Down, 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 down. Sour. Yeah. Don't be a sour puss. Nancy Sinatra. You keep saying you got something for me. You know, I never had a follow-up uh, email on my... Uh, of course, I don't get anything on MySpace anyway. But I never had a follow-up from Ricky Tiki Shaw. No. Who was giving me uh, lessons about how to do a talk show there back uh, in March, whenever the hell he sent me that. Uh, astonishing. To me, it was astonishing. Let, let's compromise. I didn't know I was negotiating how to do my show with you, Rick. Let's compromise. Few calls, few emails. No calls. How many months since I've taken a call on the show, other than Dave Johnson, who we'll be talking to Friday again in uh, anticipation of the Freakness? I wonder, is the Philly going to be running in there? What the hell's her name? The great Philly, uh, Rachel Alexandra. Because if the Philly runs in the Freakness, then Calvin Borrell is going to ride her, as opposed to that uh, piece of crap, uh, that great horse that won the Derby. That circled, circled the field on the rail, as Bob Savage would say. Well, he's dead too, Bobby Savage. So many dead people, you know what? Yep. As you go through life, that's one of the things that happens is, uh, although I guess it's not a bad thing from your perspective, you're still alive and all those other people are dead. But nevertheless, don't make light of people's death. Bob Savage, little Bobby. He came up to your knee. He was a midget. I don't know if you'd call him a midget. What, what constitutes a midget? I don't know. Well, Gary Coleman might not be because he's, he, he had health problems. Oh. And his growth was stunted as a result, so he just turned out really short. I see. But I think that a, uh, you know, they like to be called little people collectively. Really? But there's little a difference. People? Right, but there's a difference between being a dwarf and a How midget. about Billy J. Kramer, little children? Oh, we I think they all hate this times. conversation, but whatever. What? The little people. They hate the conversation about them? Well, being called dwarves and midgets and things like dwarf? that. Dwarf? I didn't say a widow dwarf. A widow dwarf. <laughs> a widow dwarf? That's beautiful. Oh, let's see. Blackie says, um, he's all over the place here, Blackie. 
I was in the airport on the food line the other day when my food was ready. The worker called my number. My number was 77, so I yelled, WABC! Boy, poor impressionable blackie, huh? Do you really believe that, that he did that? 77? No. WABC! I bet they were looking at him, like strange, like, are you, something wrong with you, man? He says, any good emails from anyone who went to Exotica? No, I didn't have any emails from anybody who went to Exotica. George, hang in there. It'll be their loss if they can you. How did your DJing go the other night? And F. Joe Bell, he says, with several exclamation points. Okay. How did your DJing go? It was fun. I didn't do a lot of DJing. I did some, but it was a good time. Where was that? At uh, Club Exit in Hollywood. For a, uh, I see. a rave-esque kind of a party thing. There were four DJ rooms or uh, real DJs going on. Real DJs. I was DJ trainee. Mike in Boca says, Uncle Neil, I emailed you months ago. I listened to Bubba while working in Tampa in the late 80s. I listened this morning. He's bragging that they're number one in Tampa because they knocked MJ out of the top spot. Who's MJ? I don't know. Michael Jackson. No. Seriously, who's MJ? Like I'm supposed to know who that is? It's tough to syndicate and serve all your listeners and not appear that you're in Tampa, it says. I see. Well, it's a Tampa show, although he kicked ass 18 to 34 men with that seven share. Got to tip your little cap to him for that, don't you? I mean, yep. you don't have to, but we should. I'll go put one on and then tip it. Yeah, go put on a baseball cap. You're a big Marlins fan. How about those Blackhawks, huh, George? Who? Chicago Blackhawks beat the Vancouver Canucks four games to two. Won seven to five last night. A hat trick by the hot, sizzling Patrick Kane, number 88. He's great. And I want a date. What What is this uh, picture of Man Coulter and some dark-complected guy? I have no idea who that is. One of Johnny... One of Jimmy Walker's pals. Oh, I see. MJ Schmidt? How do you get that from that? MJ Schmidt? Yeah. Oh, here's one that says, There are many dead people. Alex Karras is not one of them. God, I thought that big fat tub, I mean, uh, I thought he was in, and uh, somebody else says, biography for Alex Karras, still alive. I'll be damned. Well, we learned something already. At least I did. I thought for sure he was dead. Alex Karras. How do you like that? A black dwarf is a white dwarf that's cooled down enough that it no longer emits light. <laughs> See the Imagine the Universe science pages. Yeah. Well, let's get a little scientific here, for Christ's sake. A little black oh. dwarf. Excuse me. Oh. Listen to what Palm says. I don't know if you mentioned it, but Esterol's character as Florida started out as the maid on Maud for about a year or two. Then I think Maud had some English maid, question mark. I don't know. I didn't watch Maud. I couldn't stand her. She died. B. Arthur just croaked. Right. The rules are a very large family who live all over South Florida, and they originally come from the Bahamas, Mon. Oh, my God. The rules come from the Bahamas. MJ is Todd Schmidt, and he's a tool, says Paul. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, that's that's where the big battle is, isn't it, that we're always hearing between Bubba and uh, Todd the Schmidtmeister? Yeah. Sounds very parochial yeah. and of no interest to us. Certainly not to me. I don't I don't really care. He's seventy three and turns seventy four on July fifteenth, Alex Karras. Who cares? I'm so sorry I mentioned his name. Big fat ex football, ex jock. So many ex jocks in so little time, you know what? And most of them on the air. 
He was on Monday Night Football. I was curious. I'm sure you saw. You caught that. Every Monday. So was Rush for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Oh, Johnny Dark. Whoa. Here's one that says, Neil and George. Neil, a few days ago, an emailer asked you about the James Crystal Radio Group, and before you could respond, Social Security called. By the way, let me say it again. That was my mistake. Social Security had sent the check in there on time, and my bad. And I called them back and left a long, tearful message. How can you have 50,000 watts of power, no ratings? What does WFTL stand for? Fascist talk leader, Joyce Kaufman, WTFI. Looks like when Joe Bell finally gets you and George out, I won't be listening to radio anymore. Love the show, says Ron from Boca. We're not going anywhere, Ron. We're staying. Oh, I see. Scott in Pinellas Park says Schmidt does the MJ show on WFLZ in the mornings, then does his Lardass Jr. show in the afternoons from a different studio in the Gandhi Boulevard dungeon. I'll be damned. How do you like that? You think you got sores. How do you like to have to do two shows a day? To uh, survive. Uh, better than doing Johnny it. Dark says, although I have compassion for George and his family, I can't help but feel this is an act of karma for what you and George did to the bird. Glenn was the best producer you ever had, and you stabbed him in the back. Not only that, but when I came in as a friend to have lunch with you in the studio, you stabbed me in the back. You acted like I was a fan off the street. I've been doing radio for as long as George has been alive. Do you forget I did middays at the great WNBC from 1977 to 84 following Don Imus? Shame on you, says Johnny Dork. Well, shame on you, Johnny. Oh, Neil. Neil? God? I'm looking for the pot. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of a funny story. I was invited over here for this big secret international pot smoking competition. We all came out to get stoned for a wake and baking good time. For 20 last a short while, so hurry and get high. Say that again, I'm high. Smoke marijuana. Oh, I just told the government I had glaucoma so I could get medicinal marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> it's just these guys nipping suds and whatever the heck it is. And the people I call in, they're just like them, like that they were on the, uh, what do you call it, the weeds, and they're high, and they're, I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. For years that I've been look at, listening to 610. And now this. And, and this here. And this here. 1047, I wonder if she's dead yet, whoever the hell she was. Nasty old bitch. Oh, probably. Hateful old sound. That's one thing. A lot of the hateful old bastards that called over the years, they're pushing up uh, daffodils. Where did that expression come from, pushing up daisies? Oh, that should be obvious. Well, I mean, you're in the ground, but right. why are you pu- how, how about pushing up uh, hydrangeas? I guess somebody liked the sound of daisies. As in driving mess? Right. Here's one from Alejandro, the fake Alejandro. I know you're loyal to a fault, but it really is time for George to go. I've been listening to your show since the days of the bird, and when George took over, I had high hopes for an exciting change of pace. However, George has been a drag on the show since day one, and I'll be glad when he goes. He's a nattering nabob of negativity who adds nothing. Quit being a nattering nabob of negativity. Are you a nattering nabob of negativity? Yeah. 
He's never been anywhere or done anything yet. He acts as though he's qualified to offer an opinion on things he knows nothing about. He talks about suits, yet he is the biggest suit I've ever heard. I mean, Christ, the guy goes roller skating at 40-something. Uh, pathetic. I've tried to listen to him when he does the show while you're out. Have you ever tried to listen to that? Some guys have talent for radio, but George ain't one of them. This is definitely from Joe Bell. When you work with Flea or Curtis or even Fat Chris, it's far more entertaining when it doesn't, and it doesn't seem as though you have to pull them through the show like it seems with George. Yeah, I'm tired of pulling you through the show. I understand. Like a dead weight. Whereas those other guys seem to be having fun. George brings the show down. I can't wait for him to be gone. I can't stand the way Joe Bell and Joyce have put a muzzle on you, but Bell's decision to sack this guy is a good one. Good riddance. Hey, George, a tip for your next career. Enunciate clearly when you ask paper or plastic. The fake Alejandro Sosa. Well, yeah. screw you, Alejandro. Pick it on my buddy George, you bastard. You bastardo. But quit being a negative, uh, nattering nabob of negativity. Yeah, all right. Whatever the hell that is. It's uh, something that came up on the show years ago. He's quoted Did it really? Else. Yeah. You got an email from somebody. I think they were calling you that. you were nattering nabob of negativity? I think they were calling you that, and uh, we ran for, with it for a while because it was funny. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah. It's not funny now. Oh, George over there on the West Coast or wherever you are, George Streepy, you're a little creepy. Sends me a long thing about the lawsuit between um, MJ, Todd Schmidt, and uh, Bubba. I, I don't know about you, but I'm very tired of the whole Bubba thing. You know, I, I, don't, I never heard him. I don't know him. And, uh, you know, he got a seventh share. Congratulations. And he kisses my ass on the air and is trying to siphon off my audience uh, very transparently. That's fine. Go that ahead. doesn't come up in my life. No, I, he, that, that's right. That's a good way to put it. He doesn't, he has nothing to do with my existence, but if you want to try to siphon off this audience... Go ahead! ...by kissing my ass... Go ahead! Go right ahead. I'm the greatest talent in the radio business in America. I would agree with that. Of course, nobody knows about me because i got an agent who's like a knucklehead. Knucklehead uh, Kent. She's a knuckle, knuckle, a knuckle mistress. Joe O'Grady says, the subject black midgets, dude from Friday, forget his name. Friday, is that a show, a movie? What is that? Uh, I think it's a movie, but I don't remember the uh, midget. Friday with a black midget? He's a midget. That's what my grandma used to say, midget. M-I-J-I-K, midget. Just like Mickey, Mickey Mendel. Mickey midget? No, Mickey Mendel. She was sure that Mickey Mantle was Mickey Mendel, and he was Jewish. She could make anybody Jewish just by changing the name around a little bit. Like from Udalevich to Solomon. Just change the name around a little bit makes you Jewish. Jerry says, subject George, clearly threats at George are really aimed at you. Management, tired of you ripping them but unable to fire you, knows that firing George would annoy you. I think Joe Bell wants you to leave so he could do 10 to 2. Yeah, good luck to him. What time is his show on? He wouldn't know where to find the mic switch. Although I could tell him where to look for it. Rectum. Yeah. Isn't that something about most of the people in management came from sales? Not from programming, yeah, well, it's, but it's, from sales. It's not funny. Tragic. Yeah. That's one of the great tragedies of this business. Most of the general managers in radio come from a sales background, not from a programming background. That's why they're experts. Yeah, that makes them an expert. Everybody's an expert. Like my cab guy says, everybody's a big expert. Oh, by the way, they were blocking the University Avenue again last night, the uh, Sri Lankans. I'm tired of their crap. Everybody in this city is tired of their crap. Everybody in the world is tired of it. If you want to solve what the problems are in Sri Lanka and all the people getting slaughtered over there, go back there, you terrorists. The Dow's down nine and a half points. I mean, what what kind? I mean, I know this is a very tolerant city, but you know, tolerant to a fault. You let people go out and block off the damn Gardner Expressway. 
in both directions so that people are, are, that are trying to get home or go downtown or whatever they're trying to do are, are like, stuck. How would you like to be driving into I-95 and find there's a whole bunch of uh, goofballs uh, standing out and sitting in the middle of the road? Uh, no, thanks. I'd floor it, I think. Good idea. <clears throat> All you people try to drive the gardener next time they pull that crap. Just floor it. Too many damn Sri Lankans here, man. Sick of their crap. Well, what's Canada going to do about their problem in Sri Lanka? I'll tell you one thing. They wouldn't put up with this down there for two seconds. They'd get the, the SWAT team out there. They'd get the... Um, the brown shirts, they'd round them all up and put them in a, in, a, in a camp. They'd have another tent city down there in Homestead. Remember Tent City? Yeah. Pretty tense. How's Clarence doing, by the way? You seen that clown? And where's my bonus check? I don't have any word that my bonus check's arrived yet. You want me to answer any one of those questions? Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, Clarence Go is ahead. doing fine. What? Go ahead. Clarence is doing fine? As far as I know. He's Since here. Since when? He's here today. When, when did that start? He's there today? Yeah. Boy, talk about how many days I missed sick the last few months. My God. Here's a guy. Is he ever there? Every time the Canes go out there and swat, they have batting practice, he takes the day off. Oh, Clarence won't be in today. The Canes are taking a shower. The Canes are yeah, probably taking a shower with him. I wonder if his wife knows that he just married, that he takes showers naked with the uh, ball players. Do you think she knows that? Probably. Mike says, I love your show, but I really think Waxy's got some competition for you now. Oh, yeah. They're now syndicating ESPN Sports Talk show host The Herd. The host is pretty good and has a following. Yeah. Mike Cowpile, or whatever his name is, Clem Cadiddlehopper. Yeah, now they got some stiff competition. Underline stiff. Mike Swanson, who obviously is making TV dinners across the street. They got some real competition. Basically, they've thrown in the towel. They've, they've given up on midday. They, they won't put a, a paid person in there. When you put a syndicated piece of turd like Clem Cowpile on, you know you've given up. Yep. And if I was them, I'd give up, too. After, what, three years now? Two and a half, three years or whatever they've been on? Force-feeding oh. shares down the, down the pipe? Oh! All they got is LeBastard, and his number is dwindling rapidly anyway. Dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. Sweet! Dwindling. I told you, I heard him for about five or ten minutes last time I was down there, and I just... Juvenile and sophomoric is an understatement. It's a compliment. My good friend Ken up the road in Etobicoke says I would recommend spinal decompression as treatment for lower back pain. Now, I kind of enjoy my lower back pain. It only yeah. hurts when I, like when I stand up. Yeah, it's oh. one of those things when it goes away, you miss it. Spinal decompression, this is done by a physiotherapist over a short time, a period of time is really effective. A machine like a bed where you lie on your back, the top part of your lower body and the lower part are strapped, mm -hmm. and the bed opens, taking pressure off your spine, kind of like in um, the hitcher. Yeah, they stretch you. It would they, have been shorter to say they stretch you, like uh, putting you on a rack, although I've heard good things from people that uh, have the back pain. Spinal decompression, he says, my treatment lasted 20 minutes yep. per session. Well, thanks, Ken. They stretch you out. I think, I think I'll do a psychological healing myself rather than go through it. That doesn't sound too good. Lower back. I, I had this back uh, a few years ago down there. Remember, I was going to the chiropractors, mm -hmm. and they were smearing my back and whatever, implantation. Remember that? Right. Do you? Yep. I'll be damned. Well, here's a poll. The ten reasons I've listened to your show for years and years. Okay, great. 
The black midget in the movie Friday is the same one in Bad Santa. Well, that's great, but I don't know who it is. Maybe you can Google it. Oh, I Google didn't Bad see Bad Santa. Santa either. You what? I didn't see Bad Santa either. Oh, me neither. Oh, Paul Castronova writes, and I'm sure it's the real one, by the way. It's got all the, all the stuff there with their numbers and their emails and their, you know, a link. Bubba's only number is 18 to 34. He's full of it. Listening to George last week, he said he l taught at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Insert joke here. Well, what does that mean? You taught at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting? Yeah. When was that? Years ago. Must have been behind my back. I don't remember that. I told you about it. You just didn't listen or forgot about it. Yeah, now did you have to get drunk to uh, teach? Was that part of the thing? You didn't have to, but it was encouraged. <laughs> Paul Castronova from the Paul and Ancient Ron Show. Have a hectic day. Yeah. Good luck to you, Paulie. They kicked some big ass in his last book. I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but they kicked some big, smelly, unoriginal ass. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Rock, rock, rock solid. This is your brain. Any questions? Real American a-holes. Real American a-holes. We salute you, Mr. Public Restroom Toilet Tissue Dispensary Filler Guy. Mr. Public Restroom Toilet Tissue Dispensary Filler Guy. On the food chain of life, you are an amoeba. Even the caught return guy mocks you as you head to the supply room to stock up. Gotta change the mix now. While your peers acquired their job skills at the local community college, you learned everything you ever needed to know in that rancid turlet at the corner gas station. When you take your work home with you, it usually involves some sort of nasty rash. <laughs> You don't get tipped, but there's a certain satisfaction to coming to the rescue of an IBS sufferer on Taco Day. So we salute you, Mr. Public Restroom Toilet Tissue Dispensary Filler Guy, your plunger, your lanyard, and your calluses. You are a real American a-hole. Absolutely. 1103 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. You know, I haven't even given the poll, and it's already the second hour of the show. Well, then. That's your fault. I know. Quit being a nattering uh, nabob of negativity. Right, and uh, dead weight or uh, whatever else. Schedule is uh, this. Orlando 2 to 4. Mad Dog is at Shula's today, 4 to 7. And then after that, everybody goes away. Dolphin tonight, 7 to 8 with the, the wooden Kimba Bow Camper. And 8 to 11, DA with his oh. numbers. Then ESPN Radio, which I guess, I don't know, are we simulcasting with Across the Street? Or is that true, or is that somebody make that up? Why not? We practically are anyway. You're bad. How about those Blackhawks, huh? Oh. How about Jonathan Tabes oh. and the Patrick Kane? Oh. oh, baby, Patrick Kane. I'd take a shower with him any day. I bet he can run real fast, though, you know? Here's the poll. The biggest burden I'm dealing with right now is worrying about George losing his job is winning this poll 46. How do you like that? That's well, what I voted for. Did you vote? I worried about uh, losing my own. My job stability, 45. That's, yeah, that's the one I voted for. Oh, well, same thing in your case. I'm not worried about anything, 35. Oh, brother. My health, 34. I can't pay my bills, 33. My relationship status, 32. Trying to find a job, 29. How the Dolphins are going to do this year, 15. Oh, brother. No health insurance, 13. Paying for my kids' college tuition, 8. 
My car doesn't run three. I'm losing my home, two. Two people in the audience are losing their home. I think George will be right over and take care of the uh, mortgage payments. Right. Get you all up to snuff, right? I got it right here. This whole business is so ugly and so unnecessary and so grotesque and, of course, as usual, being handled so poorly. And the only reason they're doing it this way is because they can't just directly come in and say, George, you're fired, because they know it violates the terms of my contract. Right. They would love, I'm sure, to come in there and say, hey, here's Flea. They're trying to inflict the flea on me. And nothing, nothing personal. I like him just fine. I think he's full of crap. How could they be planning on giving him your job and they haven't talked to him about it, find out how much money he wants to do it and so on? I don't want to call him a liar, but I think he's uh, full of crap. He's too tight with Jolly Joe for them to do it that way. Why, why would they have to do it that way? I don't know. Wouldn't you think they would run it by him before they would just say, well, you know, we want to put a flea in there. He's a lot better on the air than that damn nattering nabob of negativity, George. You know, as I get older, I've got a shaving problem. Do you? And you know what it is? Your head? No, no. The corners of my upper lip. Okay. And it's annoying. Because once you realize that you haven't completely eliminated all the hair from the, that those spots, then you start tonguing it. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And you realize it's still there. Then then you got yeah. then I gotta take a break and run in the other room and get my razor and just you know. Now you got me doing it. What? Tonguing it. And what have you ever had that problem in the corners of your uh, upper lip? Just this morning. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, I thought this was a poll from Barry in Coral Springs, but it's not. It's just his uh, top ten list. The ten reasons I've listened to your show for years and years. Number one, it's free. Number two, it's very, very funny and clever. Three, your sponsors are good and I've supported many. Thank you, Barry. Four, you're fair and balanced. Five, you're gay. George is not. Six, you're a Jew. He's a goy. Seven, you're rich. George is poorish. Eight, you're a bit heavy. George is slim. Nine, you know Yiddish. George knows Spanish. And ten, when I turn up the volume, my wife leaves the room. Thank God. Well, screw her. Well, or, or not, as the case may be, Barry. I'm going to go in the other room right now and... Shave? Trim my upper lip. Well, it's annoying. I can't stop... You know. Oh, boy. It's not bad. Go it's ahead. just that there's a little, uh, little, little schmutz there, you know? Go ahead. Feel better? Remember, Leo the lip, he's dead. Alex Karras may still be alive, but Leo DeRocher is long since dead. Who was he married to? Leo DeRocher, some actress. Ah, uh, for crying out loud. Somebody Leo will call. The lip. Who? Somebody will call and tell you. Yes, no, somebody will email. Don't give me that somebody will call and tell me crap. The calls are, if you have any idea how, how many years this has added to my life, getting rid of those phone calls. Nan says, can we just leave... And see, this is what cracks me up. Like, I've got some control over it. Can we just leave your show the great way it is? Yeah, that would be fine, Nan. You and George have become a team after all these years. George has come a long way, and Neil, you're the best. You always put a smile on my face. Then she's got, like, a little smiley face. I love you guys, says Nan. Well, thanks, Nan. And I hope we can just leave the show the way it is. They've already devolted enough, more than enough. The Dow's up 86 cents. Here's one that says, pack George a Cuban sandwich and send him far away. That's bad. I haven't made my bacon yet this morning. During this next break, I'm going to go making bacon. Okay. That's your fault. I know. It says, the facts are that George has no talent, has been riding your back for close to 20 years now. He's one-dimensional. Talks about the same crap every time. Drugs and his sex fantasies. 
I bet you don't talk about Patrick Kane. That's my sex fantasy. Who? Mm. Go Hawks, go, baby. God, is he beautiful. Pretty boy. Without your support and friendship, and he probably would be working at Taco Bell at Burger King. You wouldn't be working at Taco Bell, would you? Maybe. Taco smell? Oh, and guess where... Guess what restaurant has gotten spanked for using more salt than any other restaurant chain? And they were talking about how much salt that they put in their food. Red Lobster. Just a disgusting, nauseating amount. Already then. Anyway, it says, you have been his lifesaver. And like a 20-year-old kid that won't leave his parents home because he can't make it on his own in the real world, now it's time for George to leave the nest. His easy money days are over. Bring on Flea and let's see how much better your ratings will get. Don't go away mad, George. Just go away. Maybe you can do a show with Mo Howard, David, and Geldy. This is definitely from um, Joe Bell. Pack George a Cuban sandwich and send him far away. You're a good friend, Joe Bell. See, Norma thinks that you've done something to piss them off and that it's personal and they hate you like poison now. Yeah, that could very well be. Well, well what would that have been? Uh, talk about how all their decisions suck on the air. Yeah. In the face of their programming and logic. Well, we all know that. Continue to prove how backwards their programming principles are. Things yeah. like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just guessing. <laughs> no, it would have to be something more devastating than that, I would think. Well, I mean, that's just, you know, that's, that, that's something everybody knows. Right. They're a proven commodity of failure. How's that Kenny and Blow morning show doing? They still blowing? Oh, it's great. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind, the Kenny and Blow morning show. They're doing it. The Dow's down two and a half points. It's not doing much today. 3,000 acres are burning in Florida and Martin County. Look at those fires. Look at that smoke. And look at the number of emails pouring in here. Here's one that says, do you really think Joe Bell would pay Flea extra money to produce your show? I don't know. I don't know if Flea would do it for free. I know Flea is a flunky. But I don't know. Do you think he would do it for free? I don't. No. But I don't know. Here's one that says, I'm a listener of the Neil Rogers Show, but I won't be when you put on tapes during Neil's days off. George is interesting and compelling host. You're compelling. I Probably. hope that you don't terminate George Rodriguez's employment. Why are they sending this to me? Maybe it's a copy. If anything, he should be given a two-hour slot to do his own show. Have him take Big O's slot. He would get bigger numbers. Get rid of George Rodriguez would be a bad business decision. I'm not some crank. I have a job, a wife, and a life. Thank you, Avi. Avi sent that. I guess he must have sent that to Jolly Joe. Yeah, if you want to send a complaint or uh, some comment, send it to Joe Bell. Joe at WQM.com. Isn't that his email address? Joe at BBGI.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe at BBGI.com. BBGI 6.7. Don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't start with that again. Oh, no. A Roman Catholic archbishop who resigned in 2002 over a sex and financial scandal involving a man describes his struggles with being gay in an upcoming memoir about his decade serving the church. Kind of like your governor. Your governor wants to run for the Senate, and boy, you think that movie outrage out at him. All his boyfriends are going to come flying out of the closet now. Your gay governor. You'll see. Travis Edmondson dies at 76. Half of the folk duo Bud and Travis. Never heard of them, did you? Nope. Travis Edmondson and Bud Dashiel were virtuosos known for their wide repertoire and Spanish songs. Never heard of them. Travis Edmondson, he's dead. He was 76. Thanks, Boz. Boz keeps me up to date with all the dead people. Lorraine Day, that's right. Thanks, Scott and Penelope Park. Lorraine Day was Leo DeRoche's wife. Remember Lorraine Day? No. Back in the day, back 100 years ago. Well, you have to be really old like me to remember Lorraine Day. 
I guess. Or Leo the Lip de Rocher. God. Tonight, Showbiz Tonight investigates Susan Boyle. The Boyle backlash, why there's growing outrage over her makeover. Tonight, everybody is buzzing about her new look. She's trying to look like Beyonce, for heaven's sake. She got liposuction and breast implants and a spray tan. When we first met her, she told the world she wasn't exactly experienced in the ways of love. But that whole never-been-kissed thing wasn't exactly true. Susan and I were just teenagers. We did behind the barn, she got Randy with one of the sheep. I think she's the one that started swine flu. But that's not all. A brand new video, Susan Boyle as a stripper. Watch. It's the showbiz tonight on HLN. Oh, she's got a big unit, huh, Susan Boyle? Wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. A big boil. One thing, one thing that's really good about her, and that is we don't hear about her anymore. Thank God. And we don't hear about swine flu at all. At all. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. Carrie a pre-gene. Uh, they've confided in me that they have found hope oh, in Yeah, I said story. it wrong, too. Miss California. I want to thank my mom and dad. Yeah. My, my straight life. family. Who are here with me today. My straight parents. Um, and my <laughs> sister. She is serving in the United States Air Force. I would like to thank... Oh, just shoot the bitch already and get it over with, for Christ's sake. There we go. God. She's the she's the female version of Joe the Plumber. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The Phantom Informer is back as if. Let me let me just say this to you, okay? I mean, I may be slow, old, stupid, but people don't hire people in this business by way of some anonymous jackass ass clown <laughs> with an email named the Phantom Informer, okay? Right. Subject: Clear Channel Orlando. I, I knew it was just a matter of time before we heard from this right. geek again. I will give you some free advice. Get a new agent. Clear Channel Orlando has yet to hear from Norm. They are serious about this. If you are, please contact Linda Bird or Catherine Brown today. Yeah. That, that's the way that they do it. That's the way that they inquire to see if people want to simulcast their show, is they have some geek who identifies himself as the Phantom Informer, who isn't even the real Phantom Informer, on an email, anonymous email, and that's how they contact you. I right. spoke to Norma last night. He hasn't heard from anybody, nor is he going to. Nor is he going to get suckered into making any more uh, stupid calls and looking like a bigger jackass than he already is. No comment. Now, he's going to bat for you. He sent a letter on his letterhead. Well, then. Yeah. You can't get much more serious than that. I guess not. The Dow's down a point and a half. And Miss California's... Bah, 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 bah. The hateful... One man and one woman. Despicable rumors and false allegations I have had within the last three weeks. Right. Stripper bitch. Slut. But she, she's kind of like Sarah Palin, you know, very family-oriented. Right. With the illegitimate uh, grandson or granddaughter, whatever it is. Kenneth says, please ask George what song he was playing when you temporarily stepped away ten minutes ago when I went to shave my lip. Keep a stiff upper lip, guys. All what night. song were you playing? All night, by, all night, don't stop, in parentheses, by Janet. By what? Janet. Janet? Janet. Does Janet have a last name or just by Janet? That's it, Janet. I see. Janet, the Sander Kleinenberg mix, if you want to get technical about it. Wow. Next thing you know, we'll be playing Derude. And Sand, what was the name of that? Sand Sandstorm. Uh, Storm. What was it? Sandstorm. That's what I just said. If you got it and you want to play it, I got it here somewhere. But I'm not going to dig it out. I don't like Derude. Da -da 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 -da. It's the same. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's the same. No, but I'm saying it's just the same four notes right. over and over again. Old. 
There we go. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. Just fine. Building. Yeah. What? I said it's building now. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to jump. The biggest burden that I am dealing with right now is my job stability, 53, worrying about George losing his job, 52. How do you like that? That's very sweet. We always thought the audience were a bunch of hard asses, and most of them are, but nevertheless, they're worried about your job. That's good. They're finally convinced, I guess, after seeing Tom Jicka's column that this isn't some kind of shtick. Boy, that just bugs the crap out of both of us. Frosts our ass when people come up with it. Oh, yeah, I guess you got no material, so you made up a story. We don't, we don't make up crap on a show like that, okay? It's not like the old first team. We're defos in rehab in Vegas. No, Nobody ever went on vacation on that show. They always had some kind of personal emergency or trauma that was always contrived and made up in a big, fat, stupid lie. And people like Kenny from Boarshead and uh, Mark the Jets fan and those other troglodytes, they would believe that crap. Oh, who did I hear Joe talking to this morning? Bahamian Joe or some Jamaican Joe? I don't know. One, one of those long-time chronics. Boy. Although I didn't hear what's-his-name on there, Stormcat. Thank God. If I ever hear Stormy again, I'm going to kill somebody. Chickasha, Oklahoma. Sounds like a really neat place. Almost as, almost as exciting as Pahokee. That's another thing they kept talking about this morning. Pahokee this and Pahokee that. You ever been in Pahokee? I must have been. Or Okeechobee? Yeah, I've been all over. I did Florida. high school uh, football games I broadcast uh, when I was at JNO in Pahokee and Okeechobee. You talk about Yahoo, man. You talk about redneck. You're going to love that cherry pie. It's only been refrozen about 45 times. At the Pahokee Diner. That was the only place in town to eat. Of course, that's a long time ago. That's 34 years ago. They might even have an A&W drive-thru there now in Pahokee. Or a Mickey D's. Maybe. A Mickey D's with a new uh, cheddar and uh, bacon anus. Oh, and I never made my bacon, the anus burger. During this upcoming break, I'm going to make my All bacon. Right. Don't let me forget. All right, I won't. Make the bacon, you fat I'll, old fag. I'll text you. No, you won't. Don't be <laughs> testing me about making bacon. The bizarre arrest of a man selling ice cream now has police cautioning parents... Not to let their children buy treats alone. He looked me up and down, Brandy Hogue said. It was creepy. It was really creepy. This is in Chickasha, Oklahoma. It's not what you'd expect when you walk up to any ice cream truck. But Hogue says she and her two young children got more than ice cream when the truck stopped in front of their home. It was eerie, really eerie. First she said it was creepy, really creepy. Now she says it was eerie, really eerie. She says everything twice. He stared at me as first as I walked up, then looked down at them and didn't take his eyes off them the whole time, Hogue said. I wonder if she's akin to Benoit Hogue, the frog hockey player. Benoit Ball? It was enough to prompt Hogue to call police. Authorities stopped the vehicle not far from her home and made a strange discovery. After searching the passenger in the ice cream truck, officers found marijuana in one pocket and three condoms in the other, and the man's response was, I'm just the ice cream man. But officials say they may not be all. You really don't think this may be somebody that's not just there selling ice cream, Chickasha Assistant Chief of Police, Elip Morissette, E-L-I-P, Elip. Well, when you're in Chickasha, you have strange names like that, Elip. Police arrested 19-year-old Robert Lee Spell for possession of a controlled substance, but it was his uh, nervous actions during questioning that concerned lawmen the most. 
The type of behavior is consistent with somebody who's been caught doing something. Hogue is just thankful the man is off the streets. Pot in one pocket and condoms in the other. On the way to a party, I imagine. Yeah, and the ice cream in the truck. Yeah. Some sweet treats, no doubt. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. This is CNN. Everybody avoid non-essential travel to Mexico because of the swine flu crisis. A Texas family exploded because they have the swine flu. You're probably not protected from this strain of swine flu. U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano threw at least one gasoline bomb and took over some buses. She even gave a play-by-play of what was happening. I got diarrhea. See? It's possible the virus can mutate and turn into a polar bear. Holy crap! You can see an adult bear biting her after she jumped into a moat. I don't need it's possible the virus can mutate again and turn into a car. No, it does not turn into a car. Actually, they, they wrote me to say that. It does not turn into a car. We'll be right back with more headlines. CNN, breaking news. So let me ask you this. You think the Holy Father ever takes a, a holy crap? All the time, I imagine. Il Papa? Hey, Papa, nice outfit, man. Nice dress, nice uh, cute red shoes. They look really gay. Oh. Don't be saying that about the Holy Father. And look who's standing up there. Uh, Miss California gets to keep her crown. And look who's talking up a storm. Yes, Andrew. Donald Trump. Uh, what does Rosie think? Honestly? Rosie, she had a lot. Yeah, she'll probably have something to say about this. Oh, yeah. Carrie, you are a uh, Carrie, you are a role model for young girls. Over here. Hi. Oh, hello. You're a role model for young girls. And whether or not the pictures were taken for applications, as you said, or publication, the fact is these pictures existed and they've made their way out there, pictures that you say didn't exist. And to some young girls, it may make you look like a liar. So my question is, what, is, what does that say about being a role model to young girls if it, if it if appears to get bitch. ahead in your game is to be dishonest? Well, I, by the way, I want to say, I think it's a very unfair question. There's no dishonesty I'll, I'll there. Yeah. I think it's a very unfair question. Uh, there's no dishonesty there. And these pictures, I mean, I looked at the pictures, and you all looked at the pictures. Did. And these were not pictures like you're talking about. You know, we had to terminate somebody a year ago. And if you want to see pictures, I'd show you pictures. So, you know, you can't talk about the dishonesty. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. You want to answer? Any other question? Yeah. Go question? Ahead. What? Don't you love these? Yeah. We, somebody's shouting from way in the back of there from another room. You know, one of the things that happened upstairs in Mr. Trump's yeah. office is that we actually got to sit down face to face and we got to talk and she got to vent and I got to vent and, and I think something very positive has come out of it. Right now, we uh, want... Who cares? Who gives a crap? Miss California keeps her crown. The only reason you care is because you want to go down. Okay, With I, I, don't, I don't like her. I've been uh, talking. You don't about like her, Miss California? Yeah, she's a bigoted bitch. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you know. Oh yeah, I do her once. But a be here's real. one. Here's one that says from some moron, Uncle Neil, get some material. Who cares about George? Let's talk about Padre Alberto poking the correct hole. Doy says HB. Doy. Yeah, anybody that writes doy, D O E I, can't even spell doy. Much less say it. Moron. Get some material, Neil. The Dow's down 10 points. There's some material. 
Keith says, over the last few weeks, it's become obvious that Jolly Joe is more full of Joyce than Joyce. Messing around with the highest rated show they have clearly shows a total lack of management skill. May a swarm of bull weevils graze on his sphincter. And here's a photo just jammed up really large, in large photo, of a bull weevil. You ever see wow. a bull weevil? No. Enlarged by about a thousand times. Boy, they're nasty-looking things. Remember those pictures of the, um, not gnats, what were they? I think they were fleas. Mites. Oh, mites. mites. Remember those? Yep. Disgusting and grotesque. Enough to make you lose your appetite. Right near lunchtime, too. By the way, it's Tuesday. We don't have no restaurant deal this week, either. If you're waiting breathlessly for that, we don't got one this week. Sorry, Duff. Taker. Remember our friend Taker Park? Yes. Subject, rotten day. Good morning, Neil. I had a miserable day yesterday that was capped off with hearing the possibility that George was going to be fired. Jolly Joe Bell is a douchebox. If I ever meet him, I'll kick him right in the jimmies. Have a nice day. Taker. Taker or Lever? Thanks, Taker. She's uh, always there, you know? Yep. Out there in California somewhere? Yes, she is. She's a sweetheart. She's always there. Maybe my, I'm getting a message from Florida. Maybe my bonus check will be there. It wasn't there yesterday. He's checking today. How do you like that? Okay. That bonus check better start showing up really, really, really soon. Oh, but you got your paycheck three days early, Neil. What are you bitching about? Always bitching. Always bitching. Yeah, that's right. Bitching and twitching. Michael says, George's fascination with house music is very, very sad. He needs to act his age. Is he going to grow a ponytail next? He's a man-child and sucks on the ear. This is the first good decision Joe Bell has made in a long time, says Michael Phelps. Oh, yeah. Mm. Michael Phelps. We all, we all know that the fake Michael Phelps is Joe Bell. We already know that right from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Here's one that says, George should not leave. I like his content. Yes, I blasted him for his poor choice of music and leg injuries while skating with 12-year-old kids. But through all that, George is my number two guy in your station, says Sam. I wonder if his constant hatred of sports talk just made a wedge between... I blasted him for his poor choice of music and leg injuries while skating with 12-year-old kids. But through all that, George is my number two guy in your station, says Sam. I wonder if his constant hatred of sports talk just made a wedge between him and his co-workers. If I treated my co-workers as garbage and demeaned them daily, told them that their work sucked and is worthless, they might not see me as a team player, says Sam. Did you tell them that they, their work sucked and that they were worthless? I get along great with my co-workers last time I checked. Yeah, everybody likes George. Don't ask me why, but I mean, you know. LeBastard was criticizing you for making fun and grilling management on the air all the time. He'd rather be a suck-ass, it says, says the fake Jim Defeatus. I don't care what he said. Not interested. Boring. Boring sophomoric juvenile. We didn't win the World Series. The Marlins didn't win the Series. We won it. The Cubans won it. Yeah. Leave on. Just, I, I wonder, I'd like to see the ethnic breakdown on his audience. Wouldn't you like to see that? Okay. Maybe Flea, maybe Flea can do that. Get the Hispanic 2554 from 4-7 um, to seven over there across the street. By the way, he said he will not uh, take the job for free. Oh, Flea, Flea don't work for free. Well, I'm sure of that. So that being the case, how could there have been no uh, communication about this if Jolly Joe thinks he's ready to stick him in there? If, if I would have said, okay, let's fire George, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
he would have stuck uh, the flea in there. Now, how can he do that without discussing with him? How much more do you want to do that crap to work with that fat old faggot every day? So, f- f- let's, so what did you say? I what did Flea tell you? He just opened the door and said no, he, was not, he would not do it for free. How about the show? That either. Glad to hear George will still be here, says Pop Bud. Just to let you know, the series to watch is the Caps in Pittsburgh. Game 7 is Wednesday. Have a happy one out in Weston. Joe Ball, uh, uh, Joe Bell's an ass clown, but he doesn't say clown. Something like that. Something that begins with ass. Oh, here you go. The Phantom Informer is bad. You people are so damn bad. This sounds like Roby Young, doesn't it? It's a quote. You people are so damn bad, you can't even call people back who want to do business with you. I never claim to be a Clear Channel employee. I buy time and influence people who buy time. <laughs> Roby Young is emailing from the other side. If you people can't get it together, I suggest you take your damn frequency, turn it off, and get out of the business. You people ought to be ashamed. You have no credibility in radio. From the Phantom Informer, the dead Roby Young. Is that a beautiful thing or what? Yeah. No, it's just a way of saying I'm a fake and a phony and it's all a bunch of crap, which we already figured that out. I'm a little slow, but not that slow. Old, and believe me, well that old. That's my best advice to all you people out there, all you people under the age of, like, say, I don't know, what, 50? Don't get old. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's my best advice to you, all you whippersnappers. Don't get old. It sucks. Spread them and say cheese. You people are sure. So damn bad that not only you have to be bought up by that bandit Paxson, but if I wanted to buy some time on your station, I couldn't. You don't have real people at seven five. Uh, for, you don't have it on your regular number. I was asked to be a guest on one of your talk shows, or I think it's your AM, the WIOD. They won't even call me back to tell me what the name of the show is. I was on your station in 1964. I'm a sort of prominent guy in Miami. I buy time, and I influence people who buy time. If you people can't get it together to be a better radio station than if you were in a Conrad station or an EBS station, I suggest that you take your damn frequency, which my grandmother's friend Jesse J. put on the air in 1926, and you turn the damn thing off and get out of the business. You people ought to be ashamed of yourselves. My name is Roby Young, and the telephone number is a motel in Miami, room 13. You people ought to be ashamed. You shouldn't even be running that facility. And I used to be the boss of the damn thing in 19... I ran the damn thing and I'm firing your ass. You are terrible. You have no credibility in radio. Now, damn it all to piss before I get on the phone to Benson. You get on the phone to me and you get me to take this back or I'm going to tell them a lot more if the sale goes through. But it will because you're doomed anyhow. Wow. The angry dead Roby Young, 77, WABC. He worked there a thousand years ago, Roby. I heard this. He had some issues, you know what I'm saying? One of them being gay. But other than that, I had some real interesting Roby Young stories. Yeah, and then what? That I can't tell on the air. Oh, I see. Even though he's dead, I still, I, I just wouldn't do it. All right. He was a phenom, a young phenom at WABC disc jockey, and then his whole life went in the crapper, you know? I wonder if that had anything to do with coming to South Florida. Maybe. Mike says one of the many reasons George needs to stay is because he attends Ultra and knows who Dead Mouse Five, Dead Mouse, and Sander K is. Leave George alone. Leave George alone. Leave George alone. And how f- dare anyone out there make fun of Brit George? Anyway, 
I think just for the editing job on read a book, read a mother effing book, I think that alone earns you a whole bunch of brownie points. Well, thanks. I think Joe Bell thinks you had earned a whole bunch of demerits when you ripped him an ass and said that he was an ass clown or whatever you said about him. Or was that Clarence said that about Joe Bell? I don't know. I think Flea is the one that said it. Flea said he's a big, fat-ass, ass clown. The only thing I would take exception to that is that clowns generally tend to be funny, and I don't find anything funny about Jolly Joe Bell. Kevin in Miami Springs says, I was so sorry to hear on your show Monday that it appears George will be fired. Please give him my support. Hey, you got Kevin's support in Miami Springs, George. Thanks. I'll uh, throw it on the pile. You were also hitting on the show you want Norma Kent to go after QM and Beasley Broadcasting for breach of contract. You definitely should have Norma file a breach of contract suit. In my opinion, if Norma fails to do this on your behalf, you should fire him and go get a lawyer with cojones who will. Well, Norm don't have cojones. He likes cojones, but he don't have any. Maybe he's out picking up a stray homeless right now. Todd in Hollywood says, how can this be? Is this really happening? George gets the Isaac Hayes question mark. Are these people you work for idiots? It sucks that this should happen to him. I don't know George, but my kids and I used to hang out at the school stop with his wife and eldest daughter who was in middle school at the time. I thought they were terrific people. They used to hang out at the school bus stop. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? I didn't think it was confusing. I like George on the radio. He's at least alive most of the time. Anybody who doesn't like him can kiss my fat cottage cheese ass. Keep George. Spray flea. Spray the flea. How about if we bring in the mosquito? Okay. What do you think? The flea don't seem to be cutting it on this show, at least as a replacement. How about the mosquito? <laughs> yeah, the mosquito makes some strange sounds. <laughs> So Flea said he ain't going to do your job for free, huh? No Flea for free. That's what he said. Well, how much has he been offered? Ask him that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he won't tell you because he's lying about it. He lied yesterday. when we, You know, I, I give him credit for coming in there, but, um, you know, that, that, that's a good cover-up. I mean, I like him just fine. You know, you know that I am fond of him. Not that fond, but I mean, I like him personally. He's okay. Good guy. Done a lot of stuff for this show. He's done stuff that our program director and name has never even dreamed about doing, including on our website. But nevertheless. Oh, here's one. It says, let's talk more, let's talk more sports. Forget about talking about important issues of life and death when there's sports stuff to talk about. Long live Stormcat, the show killer. Show killer doesn't even come close to describing it. Now that's, that's a good, Poll question. Who's the biggest show killer on the sports shows? Of course, one of the choices would be don't listen to the sports shows. But like uh, Ira Windbag, Alex Marvez, yeah. Drew Rosenstein, Housecrantz, Schwartzberg, Steen. There, there's a list of them. And they keep bringing them back and back and back. They've even uh, saddled on the poor Mad Dog with Ira Windbag. I guess Mad Dog is just, you know, he must be like me, old and feeble now, you know. Because back in the day, he wouldn't tolerate that kind of crap because he hates guests. He doesn't believe in guests, and he's right about that. He's absolutely correct about guests. Most of them are a tune-out. If I'm going to have a guy coming on here talking about old baseball cards for two hours, and I announce it ahead of time, 99 and 9 tenths percent of the audience are not going to be tuning in. Because 99 and 999, they, they don't care about it. No matter how many baseball card shows some talk show host might go to, the audience doesn't give a flying crap about it. Do you give a crap about it? 
Oh, yeah. I, I listen to every one. I'm riveted. Here's one from Jorge in Miami who says about you, typical leftist punk. George calls Ms. California a bigot just because he doesn't agree with her. What happened to freedom? What happened to freedom of speech? Yeah. I'm glad he's getting fired, says Jorge in Miami. Not so fast, Jorge in Miami. He's not going anywhere. Norma Kent is sending a letter. Maybe he already sent it, emailed it, sent it, snail mail, put it in a bottle on, on his legal letterhead to Jolly Joe Bell, saying, no way, Jorge. So Jorge in Miami blowed out your right-wing ass. You got some nerve picking on Ms. Yeah. California, George. Everybody's just because, just because she's a bigoted bitch. I'm not giving her a hard time for stating her honest opinion. She's a bigot. Yeah. That's her honest opinion. That's fine that she stated it. Right. You know, if a Klansman yeah, gets up and says... she's got a right to say she's a yeah. bigot. That's correct. If a Klansman gets up and says, you know, uh, black children shouldn't swim in the swimming pool with white children, that could be his honest opinion, and, uh, and he's still a bigot. Right. What happened to freedom of speech? Not yeah. freedom of speech. You're, you're an idiot, Jorge. You're not free you. to express all the bigoted opinions that you want, and I'm free to call you a bigot. Right. Creepy George Streepy in Orlando, who's chronic. The sirens are coming again. You hear them? No. Can't hear that? I do now. Fleet brought up a good point yesterday, says George. Just how much could George be making that would adversely affect the bottom line of a number one show on a heritage large market station? That's correct. That's correct, George, but you don't understand what's going on in today's economy. Everywhere you look, they're slicing and dicing and chopping and cutting, and everybody's getting screwed. Everybody's getting stabbed, whether it makes a difference or not. Because there are some people who enjoy, like, ruining everybody's life. And that, that, that's what I think part of this is all about. I say all you employers out there, no matter what the business is, fire everybody. You're fired. Yeah. And what, what's Trump doing on there with Miss California? What's that he, all about? He runs the uh, the Miss something or other. Does he really? Miss America something. He bought that. He owns Still got it. that yeah. same haircut, by the way. Guy with his money, he still yeah. can't get a, afford a haircut? Same comb over. Oh, my God. He looks like hell on wheels. He makes me look like freaking Patrick Kane. God, how I wish. If I looked like Patrick Kane, I got news for her. I wouldn't be busy enough to be playing. I, I'd be too busy to be playing hockey or doing the show. I'd be, I'd be out and about, out in the boot. I sure hope those damn Sri Lankans aren't blocking the streets again here today. Sick and tired of their crap. I mean, let, let's face it. If you had if you had some big problem going on in your native country, like Cuba, for example, would you come to Canada and demand that the Canadian government do something about it? And if that didn't work, I'd go to Nova Scotia. Right, that's right. Well, that's Canada. Oh, I'm sorry. You better get your Canadian geography straight, mister. You're going to wind up on the street. Sorry, is that the place that's a half hour off from everyone else? Yeah, that, that hour and a half. Bastards. They're an hour and a half ahead. Way, way over there, way east. PEI, Prince Edward Island. I think that's where Wally Hennessy is from. Hey, how's it going, eh, Wally? They still racing at Pompano or what? Oh, speaking of that, Rick says enough about George's upcoming termination for cause. Highly a racetrack is reopening. The Flamingos are getting a bath right now. Yeah, Highly is reopening. When's that going to happen? We had all those idiotic articles there from the Herald. Most of them wrong. Oh, it's harness racing, which is less glamorous than, yeah, right. Harness racing at uh, Hialeah. That'll be a cold day in hell. Norma Kent has just sent me something. Should I take a look at it and see what it is? Because it's yeah. got an attachment. Sure. Could be a bulletin. Stand by. Stand by for news. Ooh, we should play a news sounder then. Da, da, da. I, would, I would get those out, but I, don't, I can't do it. I got uh, something here. You got one? Yeah. Here's the attachment. Oh, I sure hope this isn't in the form that I can't open. Oh, if it's going to be one of those. PDF? Oh, no, it's Adobe. I can read that. 
It's from Joe Bell. Oh no, it's to Joe Bell. This is the one this is the one we already knew about. Neil has reviewed your request to substitute another host for George's as producer. While sympathetic to the financial matters you enumerated, he declines. Neil simply requests that the longtime continuity of his show be protected and asks that WQM honor George's contract in its entirety. Sincerely, Norma Camp. How do you like that? That was on my Adobe Reader. I was able to open it. As opposed to usually the crap that they send me, which uh, I can't open. And all that Microsoft crap. Boy, there's a lot of emails coming in today. They're pretty pumped up about all this crap. Neil, please keep boy George. Oh, this is from Stokebroker Rick. Mm. Any shot at the Preakness promotion? Yeah, you sent me this idiotic crap before, and there ain't going to be no pre Preakness promotion with caps and hats, etc. Here's one from Oishmoy Jew. It says, welcome back, George. Oh, I don't think anybody changed any mind yet. We just got Norma Kent's uh, moderate email, moderately uh, adamant. Why did Joe Bell change his mind about George? He does really have a heart. Neil threatened to bail. George's wife put out and saved his job. Joy showed him her goods and told him to choose, etc., etc. Welcome back, George. Well, welcome back from what? I, I didn't know I went anywhere. Did you go somewhere? Yeah, Uranus. And now I'm back. A poem from Baron Fitz, the worst poem in history. Neil's show is half dead. George's balls are bruised. Joe Bell is a fat loser. Hates Cubans and Jews. <laughs> oh, you like that one, huh? It's cute. It rhymed. From uh, from uh, Schmendrick, uh, whatever his name is. It rhymes. Here's one from Keith. Let's talk about talent here. Listen to George's voice. It's not yours. It is naturally smooth and has a soothing tone to it. He has the ability to be diverse and change his tone, singing or talking. Flea's voice sounds just plain, plain and soft, like an, like a schoolgirl. There's no talent behind it. And when I hear Flea do a commercial, it sounds plain ridiculous. George equals talent. Flea equals talentless, says Keith. How do you like that? A shot at your friend Flea. It's Steve Goldstein, but you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to... Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12 to 1 hour. Mohammed and David is on I am here, and you are... Damn it, I can't say it anymore. They took that from me. Thanks in no small part to that uh, midday show guy. Who, Boca? Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Whoever the hell that is. You met him. I did, did, did. Yes, out in the hallway. I don't know who it is, but whatever it was. Let's take some calls, then, shall we? Prestigious uh, Bud Talia City. Hello. Yeah, hi, Mo. Yeah, yeah, what do you know? What do you say? When are people going to realize this? This is a sports show and nothing else. Absolutely. Nothing exists outside the gay world of sports. Yeah, and by the way, some. They paid me to ogle and admire men. This here is a show for men. About men. Like uh, smelly bears and chaps. You stole the pizza? Huh? You stole the pizza? I did not take no pizza. You stole the pizza? <laughs> uh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you stole the pizza? I don't know what you're talking about. Stole the pizza? I didn't steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? <laughs> now see here, 
I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza? I did not steal Stole the, the pizza. <laughs> I only had one slice. Well, okay. So it was a whole pie. Who cares? Those bums had no power. I was hungry. I sacrificed a lot, too, you know. There was no Dr. Browns. Just don't taste the same without the Dr. Browns. That's Brutus. As that Murrow once said, good night and kiss my ass. 1202 at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. So what's the story moving to the new building this weekend? That's the story. That's what I hear. There's a story about an ugly lady. But anyway, um, I, I wonder what they're going to do about this ISDN thing. Are they finishing it? Know. Are they, are they I, actually playing? I don't, pro- know. I don't somebody... know. It would be nice if they would tell me if somebody's going to show up because the likelihood is I won't be here. Really not. Yes. Unless they come while I'm on the air or unless they tell me ahead of time. I, I don't know. They, they're not. They're just not communicating with me. Wait till you hear this. Th- this will this will set you off. You'll, you'll fall off the chair. Okay. Subject, live video streaming of radio show. And this is from, well, let me just read it. Hi, Neil. My name is Donna Rowlandson, and I'm the producer, the video producer at Newsmax.com. Great. I've been asked to contact you regarding an idea we'd like to propose involving the streaming video of your radio show live from our website. Like I want to be on some right-wing, some super-fascist website, <clears throat> Newsmax.com. If, if there would be interest in discussing this further, please let me know. I look forward to hearing from you. Donna Rowlandson, and it's, it's legit. It's got uh, all kinds of crap with it. <clears throat> I mean, it looks like legit. <laughs> I'm choked up about it. Isn't it interesting, all these offers of uh, crap coming through on, anonymously on the internets, on the email. Remember they were dying for my picture for some thing they were doing about talk radio on Newsmax? And they actually found some old picture somewhere and stuck it on there. Newsmax.com. Yeah. I don't uh, consort with fascists, okay? Right. I don't want anything to do with your stupid-ass website or you people or anything connected with you people. Go away, Donna. The Dow's down 11 and a half points. Uh, aren't you amazed at that? Yeah. And right in line with that, here's another one from the so-called Phantom Informer, who doesn't have a name, even a fake name. Right. Who says, okay, your comment's calling me a geek. Pissed me off, and I started to reply back to you midway through the email. It started to sound like the Roby Young rant, so I went with it, hoping to get a laugh out of you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, Neil, I spoke to Catherine Brown on Friday. She was looking for, who the hell are you? Who are you speaking on my behalf, you anonymous ass clown? She was looking forward to speaking with Norm, at least to see what your demands were. My demands for what? Isn't that the way it always works, that the program director speaks to some groupie uh, caller That's or right. emailer? An anonymous groupie caller. Right. It's just sad that Norm refuses to make a return calls. He hasn't gotten any calls, okay? Because he doesn't know who these people are. He hasn't gotten any calls from anybody, a cheap channel, anybody in Orlando, etc. How can your agent be so lazy and stupid? What harm would it be to have George make a call to Catherine? I don't work for Clear Channel. They did not put me up to contacting you. This is the same one that wrote, you people are so damn bad, you can't even call people back, yada, yada, yada. Right. Roby Young, Jr. The fake Phantom Informer. He's not even a real Phantom Informer. He's a, he's a rip-off Phantom Informer. Not even the real one. Sad. Geek would be, I apologize to all the geeks in the world, okay? Like our close personal buddy, Tom Velveeta. I was a geek. Yeah, I know. We figured that out. Then there was always Curtis. Oh, God. And Susie's short skirts. You know, there was a uh, secretary at WNWS when I was there. Susan. I think she was like the accounting bitch, or accounting uh, lady. 
And uh, we used to call her Susie Short Skirts. I know that's not very interesting, but that, that was her nickname, Susie Short Skirts. Yeah. I wonder what happened to all those people. There was that bitch sales lady that wound up marrying Mike Moonshine. Yeah. Who came to INZ. Oh, I'm not going to waste my time selling your show uh, for a lousy uh, 50 bucks a spot when I can sell the morning a driver, you know, like that. And I got her the job there. I got her hired at INZ. What the hell was her name? Oh, my God, that slips my mind. I can see her, and I can see that Mike Moonshine. He was the former sales mangler at uh, WS News. And he used to pick her up on the corner. He'd pretend he'd be driving home, and he would. she would sneak out the side door or wherever, and he would uh, drive around the building and pick her up on the corner. Can't think of her name. Somebody will know. I had an email from Dan Coons a What'd few days me? ago. Who? Who? Dan who? What'd you just say? Coons. I said, what'd you call me? Oh, K-U-N-Z, Dan Coons. That was his name. And then there was always Bob Kunst. I wonder what happened to her. Here's one that says, this is Flea. I can do George's job for a quarter of the money and save the station some cash and we, so we can all stay employed. George is a no-talent ass clown leeching off you. The money we can save can feed Fat Jolly Joe jelly donuts for a year. Where do I sign? Flea. <clears throat> well, I can't believe I can't remember that sales bitch's name. I got her hired and then she, you know, I was working nights at that time. Ellie. Ellie. That was her name. Ellie. Smelly Ellie. Really? Here's one that says, oh, from the fake John Maynard Keynes. <laughs> oh. Between hobbling your show with restrictions on material and in his attempt to fire George, I'm convinced that this man, meaning Joe, has no clue what he's doing. I routinely listen to George when you're out, and so do many of my friends. My friends. And we are part of that coveted 18 to 35-year-old demographic advertisers love. If you think about it, however, there's a logical motive to be found. If the axe were to come down between George and Joe, who would you choose to cut? A guy the audience clearly likes or some guy that's all but killed one of the highest rated shows in the market. Sounds like an act of self-preservation on Joe's part, if you ask me. Still listening after 15 years. I didn't know there was a contest between you and Joe. Who's no, I, I, I don't even know. Joe Bell? I don't even understand that. Oh, Lord Ash Limbaugh says, I'm visiting a friend in Toronto next week, and with my failing kidneys, I thought I might stop by and use your powder room. When you got to go, you got to go. Please have a large supply of Charmin and several cans of Glade. Love, Lardass. You aren't allowed in the building, Lardass. Stay out of Toronto. Oh, here we go. I was not going to write today, but I've had it with you and George. This is Paul Smith, the fake religionist, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, we get it. You and George are screaming queens, but to yeah. attack Miss California for her non-bigoted opinion, well, that just frosts my ass. You two are bigoted and straight, straight-ophobic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's what Stan Major used to uh, call the audience, heterophobic. Is that because what they, they liked like me and they hated him like poison. I the see. heterophobes out there, heterophobic. I see. Yeah, so like everybody in your audience is a fake. Is that, that that's right? According to Stan. All right, I promise you, I will stop listening to your show and take that as a threat. Why don't you two fags get a room and leave the rest of us alone? Later, ass munch. Get help for your sickness, queerness before it's too late. In his name, writes the fake Paul Smith. You know what that sounds like to me? That lunatic in Hialeah. What that was? His yeah, name? I don't know. Mario. Right. Sir, it sounds a lot like him, sir. The Dow's down 30 points. 3,000 acres burning in the Palm Beach County. With the man, Chad Myers in the Severe Weather Center. Chad, good to see you, Doc. In the Severe Weather Center.
He's the severe weather specialist. Oh, here you go. Phantom Informer. I will give you some free advice. Get a new agent. Clear Channel Orlando has yet to hear from Norm. They're serious about this. If you are, please, yeah. Keep sending the same thing over and over and over again. He already quoted chapter and verse Norma's phone number, his cell number, in the, well, the first email that started all this dog and pony uh, phoniness. So if you're so anxious for them to contact Norma, why don't you give them Norma's phone number? He'll accept the call, especially if he don't have to pay for it. Wow. Phantom Informer. I think the next act, the next one gets blocked. Don't you think? Hey, whatever. Enough is enough already. Oh, yeah, here's one from Scott and Pinellas Park. Take up Newsmax's offer. That way, it'll F them when the uh, right-wingers, the wretch-wingers, see and hear you when they uh, you kill them. Kill, yeah, right. Just what I need to be on there to be a target for the right-wingers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the only way they're going to accomplish what they want here is to kill me. And maybe, maybe they'll have some of the Newsmax people do it. Here's that fag in Toronto. Take a look at him, okay? Go get him. Newsmax. Stayed away from my show and my life, Newsmax, okay? You ass clowns, you. You you Nazis, you. You neo-Nazi clowns. This is how desperate the right-wingers are now that they got repudiated last November and they're out. And nobody gives a crap about them anymore. Demsey says, holy Joyce, I just had to tell you there's a break from all this Barzini business. Someone, Joe Bell, has updated your Wikipedia entry regarding George. Can someone out there recommend an arse doctor? Yeah. Oh, if, if you could read this. As soon as I said this, I'm calling a proctologist. Good thinking, okay? Rectum. Ass clown. Tragic. Like you were saying before about the... It's like the Porky's crowd, you know? Yeah. That crowd of punks. Everything's a big joke. Oh, <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. Idiot. Howard from Boca. Speaking of food, yeah. guess what's nuking? Bacon. Right. And you forgot to remind me. You told me not to text you. Oh, God. Some of these emails just go on forever. The yeah, next Phantom Informer, I'm blocking it. Cut the crap. Same thing over and over and over again. Come up with some new uh, phony drama, okay? My bacon's ready. What should I do? Uh, go eat it? Or go get it? <clears throat> go get it? Well, I can't eat it until I get it. Do that first. Steve says, our favorite uh, time on QAM is the Neil Rogers Show. But just to spoil all our fun, Joe says George must go. Oh, it's a poem. Excellent. Behind all this, we detect the ugly work of Joyce. It's a backhand way for QM to silence Neil's dissenting voice. 
Neil's show was great for years, then Joyce and Jolly Joe broke it. So now see here, George is staying, so take that, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Good reading. P.S. Don't worry, George. I called Ileana. She's organizing a rally on Kyoto tonight in support of a fellow Cuban who's being victimized. Right, Steve? Right. Yeah, Ileana. Yeah, she, if you're, if you're going to count on Ileana, it'd be nice knowing you. That bitch. Well, Rafi is a hero, and uh, Jorge is this, and uh, Jose is that, and I'm a crazy bitch. Only in South Florida, only in Dade County, could Ileana Rosanna Dan. i got to get my bacon. It's beeping, man. The microwave is beeping. Go ahead. Yeah. It is? Oops. Yes. Jenna, what, Schwartz? Uh, that's all it's got. Mmm. Came out good this time. Good. One thing about nukable bacon, even if you nuke it for the same number of seconds every time, it always comes out a little bit different. <clears throat> Never great. Oh, here we go. The fake Greg Budell says, who is this phantom guy stealing my bit? Real Radio in Orlando is a jackball station that clear channels turn run into the ground. Have you ever heard the station? Listen online. The monsters make Bubba sound like an intellectual. They have Soul Brother Ken on the air now. Sounds like he's doing the show from the hood. Tragic, says the fake Greg Budell. So now we have the battle of the fake um, radio insiders. Okay. Pretty exciting, not. <sighs> Here's one that says, hey, guys, I haven't heard uh, George talk about that Triple X Expo that was on this weekend at the Beach Convention Center. Did he go? I didn't How go. How was it? I didn't go. He did Alejandro. He didn't go, so we don't know. There you go. You hear them coming again to get me? One of these days they will. You hear it? Yep. Boy, this is really good. I don't know why. And here's the memo about the AC is being turned on in my building on Thursday. Thank God. It's about time. Hallelujah. It is so uncomfortable. So, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stuffy. Stuffy. That's the, exactly the word. Stuffy and uh, un unlivable. And I went down a few days ago. I said, when the hell are you idiots going to turn? I didn't say that. But when are you going to turn the AC on already? You ass clowns. And then this memo came out yesterday about how the 14th, that's Thursday, the AC's going on in the whole building. You think I should take a little credit for that? No. Yep. And what's that going to give me? Cardboard cookie. Mmm. You know what I do that I shouldn't really do, among many other things? I chew the ice at Woodbine. Yeah. That's fun. It is not fine. It's fun. And, and, and it's fine. I, I, no, I, I like the ice. Yeah, I don't care what they say. But sometimes you get a sharp piece and it, like, cuts into the upper gum, you know? Yeah, well, that's for extra fun. No, it hoits. <coughs> oh, eating this bacon on here was not a good idea. Shloimi, what's his name, is going to send me an email. What was his name? Oh, I don't know, Moshi Pupik. The guy that was always lecturing us about eating on the air? Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter what his name is. You don't think he was a fake, do you? Oh, no. Fat Man After Dark says, George, leaving your show is just unacceptable. 
If he's let go, what do we get this summer? Tapes of Alien and the Pope? The Pope and Alien? That's it. You got it. The Pope and Alien. Little Alienito. And the Abuela who's uh, checking out his goods. I just, I just find that so unacceptable. You don't? Yeah. You don't find that unacceptable just, just basically on a, on a for real level as yes, opposed to an ethnic level? On a visceral level. On a visceral level. Whatever, oh, now you're starting to sound like means, Mr. Yeah. Unmentionable one. Yeah. I think you're getting pre prepared to go over there and work with your friend Nick Lawrence. Sure. My buddy. He's the one that trained me anyway. He's going to what? He trained me. He was my first really? trainer in talk radio. What? In talk radio anyway. I was already a DJ for many years. but uh, Yeah. He was the and what did he train you to do? Uh, contrive uh, controversy, uh, how to set up phone calls, <laughs> how to uh, discuss with the host which opinion he should have depending on what's going to piss people off the most. Right. Basically how to fake your way through a radio show. In other words, what not to do. I see. And luckily, you discarded all of his um, his suggestions. Yeah, I'd, uh, I could see what it did for Steve, and I didn't, didn't for who? feel like, you know, Mr. Ego. Who? Yeah. What? Exactly. Did I see the Dow is down? Oh, no. I see red arrow on the NASDAQ. I see the S&P is down. That damn loony is hovering there around 86 cents. Boy, that really frosts my fat ass, you know what? Bacon is a killer. I think of all the all the food things that you could eat, bacon has got to be one of the worst for you. Probably, but it sure is yummy. Oh, it is. I, I love it. Puts me in a wonderful mood for the rest of the day. Believe that? No. And you ought to be feeling pretty chipper now that you got that official Norma Kent letter having been sent to Joe Bell, emailed. I've been squeezing unofficial, myself. Unofficial Kent and Cormac sure. Kent stationery. Woo! Oh, boy, if I was you, I'd feel secure now. Mm -hmm. Norma's really going to bat for Throwing her. a party. And, of course, it reminds me that I'm going to send him some more money later on, you know, down the road. And thanks me profusely for having sent him a check for services not rendered. I'll tell you one, one thing about Norma Kent. He's been incredibly effective with Joe Bell. Not ever since Jolly Joe reared his ugly head and ass in this, in this building. It depends so on what what's the deal with the new building now next week? You keep asking that like I know something. I, I told you everything that we know. Who's we? You and I. Yeah. We're supposed to be... And why doesn't your good, close, personal buddy Flea give you a heads up? He doesn't know anything more. Why? Where do you think I got the information from, if I know anything? The station begins broadcasting from there this weekend, we are mm -hmm. all told. Mm -hmm. uh, you... Plus, whoever else will start over there on Monday. Oh, I'm going to be sitting right here. Right. And hopefully somebody will be able to hear me because the line is going to work. Hopefully. When are they going to check that out? I don't know. <clears throat> I'm just, you know, asking silly questions out loud. I know you are. You're a bastard that way. You know me. I'm yeah. a troublemaker. That's right. Oh, you know, just have confidence in our engineering department. They'll get it all screwed up and straightened out. <laughs> Not for the Say your crazy girlfriend just announced that she's pregnant. Need help finding an OBGYN? Well, there's an app for that. Want to get the baby started on the right foot with an extensive baby gift registry? There's an app for that. 
Great. She's off to a good start. Now, are you looking to get out of town and change your identity? There's an app for that. Maybe you want to completely disappear and become a Somali pirate. Well, there's an app for that, too. In fact, we have apps for avoiding any new or unforeseen responsibilities. Only on the iPhone. I don't want one. No, thanks. You want an iPhone? No, though, I'm good. Maybe Joe will buy one when he brings you that new car. Sure, maybe it'll be included. Now, you see how far how this has turned around so fast? We've gone from your new contract Mm -hmm. and your 5% raise. Was it a 3% raise? It was 3% originally, right. To a 5% cut and pay. Right, which everyone got. And no car. Right. And then you're fired. And then you're fired. I'm done with my bacon. I mean, I'm chewing on the last piece. Then I'll wash it down with my Diet Dr. Pepper, which you don't approve of. Well, I mean, it's more for you. Yeah, that's right. I like it. You can have my portion. I just did. I just finished a two-liter bottle. <clears throat> and I got my Diet Pepsi sitting standing by now. The Dow's down 34 points. No no big simmers. No reason to panic yet, okay? Okay. Between the, the uh, pig flu and the Dow and uh, the world is coming to end. No reason to panic yet. We'll let you know. So was Boy Gary who didn't like that sounder, that drop-in? Oh, I don't know. Or Steve Nichol. Who was more know. persnickety in terms of on-the-air content? Steve Nichol. Was he? Yeah. Well, you talk about the popcorn kettle chartreuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a real weird guy. Yep. Weird. Yep. Strange. No question. I'll never forget that. One day I, I walked into his office... It was early. I came in early for some reason. He didn't expect anybody to be coming in there. And the middle drawer in his desk, he yeah. shut that drawer so fast, right. he almost took his fingers off. I have a creepy Steve Nichols story. Yeah. Remember how the building was all laid out? It was like a long, flat-looking building. Yeah. And uh, we used to park in the back, as you recall. So I had to do <laughs> the, uh, the early shift, filling in for my good friend Roger Magdalene, who also tried to uh, take my job. Yeah. Uh, and all the windows were black because nobody was there yet. It was uh, pitch black, still dark out, and uh, I was just looking at a wall of black windows as I was walking in, and all of a sudden a light caught my eye, and uh, it was a light in Steve Nichols' office, and it was him lighting a cigarette, so all that was lit up was his face, you know? Yeah. And somebody lighting a cigarette, so just all of a sudden there's Steve Nichols' face glowing in the light in, a, you know, in front of a wall of blackness. Oh, it was like, my God. It was like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And he was in there in the office in the dark. Lighting in the dark. Cig- in the dark, lighting up a cigarette. A lot of people we've worked for over the years have been in the dark. Mm-hmm. Or just... I'm gagging on that bacon. Oh, See, oh, man. Why'd you have to eat that? Don't be eating on the ear. Sorry, I talked you into it. You know, I think you just touched on your replacement. I don't think it's going to be Flea at all. That's why he doesn't know anything about it. Was it going to be Steve Nichol? No. You just mentioned his name, though. He's been good. Oh, Roger. Your... Roger Magdalene. Roger Fagelin. That's right. Hey, handsome. I thought ah, ah, Hey, handsome. What a goofball, man. Legend in his own mind. Maybe he's out flying right now. Yeah, I sure hope that plane don't crash. Maybe that's the one with Catherine Harris on it. Here's one from Karen from Lorita. Remember Lorita, Florida? See. I finally realized why George always sounds depressed. It's the damn management. 
I would find it awfully hard to come to work every day to a boss who doesn't appreciate the talent, a damn corporation that doesn't realize what they have, and who exactly is bringing in more listeners than all the other commentators. If your radio station fires George, maybe it would be better for George. I'm sure someone would pick him up so fast that QM would look like fools when they see their ratings hit the toilet. <coughs> I think George would be so happy if, if QM... Really, i got a bacon bit stuck in my throat. Oh, no. Uh, wash it down with Dr. Pepper. Oh, God. Uh, I'm sure someone would pick him up so fast that QM would look like fools when they see the ratings hit the toilet. I think George would be so happy if QM really let him go. Tell him to go pound salt. If they don't appreciate him, they're really missing out on the gold mine, like the goose that laid the golden egg. It sounds like QM is ready to kill the goose. I'm sorry I ever said anything against George. Uh-huh. I now know George doesn't kiss QM's ass, and that's why they want him out. I refuse to say anything about Flea. I only care about you and George. Oh, I, I finally got a mention in there. If QM wants to let him go, George should just tell him, take this job and shove it. You watch how fast another successful radio station would grab him up. And what successful radio station might that be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We don't have any anymore. No, we don't have any. We don't have any radio stations, much less successful. There's always James Crystal Radio Man, Steve Lappa, and those five watt powerhouses he's got. We're all starting with oh, point oh. Neil, if they fire George, just let us know what we can do to boycott the station, starting with their sponsors. Oh. I'm sorry George has to deal with such crap. Neil, I don't know how you can stand the abuse he gets. How about the abuse I get? Isn't there anything you can do about it? Sincerely, Karen. Oh, I love that last part. Isn't there anything? I... No, I'm, I'm just sitting back and letting him get canned, Karen. Bitch. Isn't there anything you can do about it? How do you like that? Yeah. Thank you, though, Karen. Yeah, thank George says thanks for kissing his ass and giving me a shtuch. Yeah. <laughs> That's my response. That's my blackberry and blueberry. Oh, here's one from the fake Joe Bell. Stop eating on the ear or I'll sick Joe Rose on your ass, you ass clown. Long live Stormcat. Uh, yeah, it's probably from the real Joe Bell. He probably likes Stormcat. His kind of call. Bad. Tune out. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. In fact, maybe he is Stormcat. Oh, look at this. Staff changes raised static at WBAI. Wow, this business this business was already in the toilet. Now it's in the septic tank. It's below the toilet. It's below ground. Wait till I read this. <clears throat> you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm not because it's not off the thing yet. Oh. Here's the poll result. The biggest burden that I'm dealing with right now is my job stability, 77, 77. Worrying about George losing his job, 65. My health, 58. I'm not worried about anything, 50. I can't pay my bills, 50. My relationship status, 42. Trying to find a job, 41. How the Dolphins are going to do this year, 23. Oh, yeah. My no health insurance, 19. Paying for my kids' college tuition, 10. I'm losing my home, 5. And my car doesn't run, 3. How's your car running, George? What car? The one that they traded out for you. It's running Lying somewhere. Sacks are it's crap. running away. Anyway, it says, I hope they don't do this to George. The changing of the guard at WBAI has picked up speed with longtime program director Bernard White put on 10-day suspension, which really, said, he says, means he's fired. This is a termination, said White, in a note to his supporters after he was ushered from the building on Friday. 
I'm not allowed in the building. He said, I'm unable to retrieve my personal belongings that I've accumulated over my 29-year association with WBAI. That's the station that got fined for George Carlin's 730 words 100 years ago. 1972 or 3, whatever it was. Okay. Critics of White and former station manager Anthony Riddle, who was offered a reassignment last week, say these moves are necessary to rebroaden WBAI's audience without compromising its original mission as a free speech alternative to commercial media. We hope this will be the beginning of a renaissance for WBAI, said Steve Brown, a member of the local station board governing WBAI, who argues that under White, the station is serving an increasingly narrow audience. Oh. Supporters of White, however, liken these changes to the Christmas coup of 2000. Among the moves at that time, the station also changed management before a long campaign brought back many of those had been removed. White supporters plan a rally tonight at 7 o'clock at Union Office District 1707, 75 Varick Street. White is also scheduled to talk about WBAI Sunday night during a forum at 7.30 at the Salem United Methodist Church, 129th Street and Powell Boulevard. WBAI is now conducting a fund drive considered critical to its future. Brown urged supporters to make the drive a success so the station can start to make back some of the revenues that the previous management has lost through poor policies. White and his supporters blame other factors such as high rent for the WBAI offices. How do you like that? Okay. The business is finished. And this is the business. Show me yours, I'll show you mine. The pubs, mugs, down. Oh. The pubs, mugs, down. Guy deep in the ground. Oh. The pubs, mugs, down. He likes a smoking master. Yeah. The pubs, mugs, down. He's a goofy head. The pubs, mugs, down. The pubs, mugs, down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a tie on masculine. Oh, stop, stop. Can't give him the grass. The pump stops. Stop.
I love that. I guess I said that every time I played it, didn't I? Not every time. Don't you love it? I love that. Oh, we're going out of business. Oh, boy. No more Oldsmobile, no more Pontiac. Is it Oldsmobile? Was that the first one that they Schmidt canned? I'm not sure. I thought it was Buick, but they still make Buick. Yeah. I had a really great little Buick. What the? Uh, Skyhawk? Okay. Skylark? No, Skyhawk. Okay. A red one. Boy, that was a great little car. That was back in the, um, I don't know, early, uh, I don't know when. Early 80s. Buick Skyhawk. That was one of my favorite cars. I bet they don't make that no more. No more Oldsmobile and no more Pontiac. I had a, I had, I had a Cutlass, old Cutlass, back in 73. Uh, <clears throat> Not impressed? Uh, okay. I had a Pontiac. Uh, what was some of the other Pontiacs? A big black one. Yeah. Grand Am? No, not a Grand Am. Come on, you're supposed to be the car expert, even though you don't have one. Grand Torino? No. Pontiac Grand Trans Am? Prix. Grand oh. Prix. Careful. P R I X. See, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, well, I didn't know if I could say that on the internet. No, not anymore. Run it by Joyce. Can I say pre, Joyce? You know, Joyce has a problem with pre and P. I heard this. Barry Jacket, did you just belch on the air? I thought I heard a belch. I did. Anybody else out there hear a belch? Yes. Oh. You're already skating on thin ice. Barry Jackass says Anita Marks will be on ESPN News Channel. Air check tonight at 6.30 p.m. Whatever happened to the fake Anita Marks? My favorite faker, says Barry, the fake Barry. Would you like me to check with the station in Orlando to get a comment? Yeah, go ahead. You probably go don't ahead. have much else going on. If you have all this time to be emailing me. Go ahead. Yeah. You want to check with Orlando? Go ahead. You can. You and the Phantom Informer can elope, Barry. Hey, Barry. You fairy. Oh, now this really cracks me up. These emailers who are just like the chronic callers, you know, the ones that want to hear the sound of their own voice, the emailers who want to hear me read their email on the air. Mm -hmm. I never got to this guy because the email had nothing to do with anything. It was about atheist. It, it would have been out of the blue. From the president of the Florida Atheists and Secular Humanists. So today he says, hi, I'm the atheist who sent a couple of notes yesterday. I was cutting cars apart, fire department training, and missed the first half of the show. Is there a replay online from the same guy? Yeah, <coughs> yeah you can go to the archives, but let me tell you right now, Ken, you'll be wasting your time because I didn't read the article yesterday or today. I got it in my pile. If I get to it, fine. If not, later in the week. I'll get to it. Being the proud atheist that I am and George being the heathen that he is. Right. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe Joe wishes that you were a little more from, you know, a little more religious. Yeah. Maybe you ought to be davening there every day. Baruch Atah, rocking back and forth a little bit, you know, couldn't hurt. I got Put on the talus, the, uh, right. the kapah. The, the tzitzis. The, the yarmulke. Right. I got all the gear. Put on a nice robe like the fa Holy Father's got. So you can take a holy crap. Will says, I may have missed these topics. This is this is just, I don't know what to say about these emails, about these people. One, how did Joe Bell take the position that Greg Reed once held? Uh, the Beasleys gave it to him, that's how. Two, how did the situation unfold when Greg wanted to fire George about a Howard David email or something? The situation unfolded that I said, absolutely no way, Jose, Jorge, and the Mo finally backed off. And Mo admitted he tried to get George fired when he uh, had somebody come in there, Robert Grieper or one of them uh, underlings, 
the Lord of the Board, the uh, creep, mm-hmm. and invited me to come in here to wish him a happy birthday. And out of nowhere, in the midst of my saying, hey, happy birthday, Mo, you know why George is still here? I said, no, because I backed off. I did the right thing, which was a way of admitting that he tried to get you canned, which we knew all along anyway. Well, he was, a, he was just the ultimate bastard. He, I'm, I'm surprised him and Joe didn't get along well. Because one thing they had in common, they wanted to get everybody fired, fired, you're fired. Right? Right. Now, was Mo. He wanted the Beast fired. He wanted Zach fired. He wanted George fired. He wanted me fired. He wanted uh, Carolyn fired. Everybody got blown off that show. Talk about producers. Because his failures were always somebody else's. They were like Brooke Daniels, same thing. The babbling Brooke. Right. And Randy, same thing. Same thing with the goddess. <laughs> same crap. Am I wrong or am I... Uh, no, you're is, uh, is my spot on. Spot on. You got a spot on your head. Yeah, I got a spot. Soft spot? No, I got a spot on my... Rectum? Probably a big tumor starting. Soldier charged in Iraq base killings. Sergeant John Russell is with 54 Engineering Battalion. He killed five guys. And originally they had it wrong. Originally they said um, he killed himself, but he did not. Too bad. Too bad now somebody else is going to have to waste a bullet. Mm-hmm. I thought that Obama was bringing everybody home. Yeah, hey, just can wait. We, can we do it by the end of the week would be nice? Right. And stop sacrificing all these uh, human lives? Oh, Chef Sparky is here, who's usually spastic. Just wanted to weigh into my support for George. It's criminal that fat-ass boss is doing to that once great radio station. It makes one long for the Greg Reed days again. Yes. He hated George also, but at least realized it wasn't good to mess with success. We'll follow George to wherever he may end up. If not, I always have a job peeling onions for you, George. Maybe wishing, washing the lettuce. Good luck. All right. Can you peel onions without crying? I can slice them and dice them. No, I'll cry. I can peel them while crying. Maybe you can use the Ron Popeil uh, Vegematic. Right, the Vegematic. I don't think we can play that one, can we? Why not? Oh, we can? I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's find out. Ladies, are you tired of unwanted hands creeping into your panties? Unwanted hands creeping where they shouldn't be? Oh, that's not the Bob and Tom one. That's a different one. It was the greatest TV offer ever, the fabulous Ronco Vegematic. And now, attention ladies, in the labor-saving tradition of the Vegematic, Bobbit Co. presents the all-new Vagematic. Vagematic, the first feminine hygiene product that offers more than just feminine protection. Here's how it works. Your husband, Earl, is an abusive, alcoholic loser. And he's come home again late on a Saturday night. Hey, hey, baby, it's me, and I'm ready to party. Actually, dear, I'm rather tired. I'm going to sleep. You're drunk, and I don't want you to touch me. Earl doesn't know it, but she's inserted her brand-new Vagimatic feminine protection device. Hey, let's boogie, baby. Ready or not, here comes Earl. Uh, Earl, I must warn you, I'm wearing my new Vagimatic, so please leave me alone. Vagimatic sounds kinky, baby. Let's do it. I'm warning you, don't do that. Help me! I'm bleeding! Hey, my d***'s gone! Sorry, honey, when I said no, I meant no. Give me back my I don't think so. The Vagimatic slices and dices 
And a puree. <laughs> no, no, not puree. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to sew that back on. It's bad dramatic. Real feminine protection from Bobbit Co. <laughs> what are you going to do with my p***? Honey, I'm making sausages. You're Fido. Oh no, not sausages! <laughs> Badgematic, pitch the Ginsu knives, throw out your machete, and try a Badgematic. It slices, it snips, it mutilates, and it's beltless. And it even makes julienne fries. No, no, not julienne fries. <laughs> Badgematic from Bobbit Co. Call now and receive a free pocket fisherman and our handy home suture kit. Hi, I'm Lorena Bobbitt, and when it comes to feminine protection, nothing cuts the mustard like a Vagematic. Vagematic. Order now. Call 1-800-866-7426. That's 1-800-86-ORGAN. <laughs> oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. It's the one to our... American a-holes. Real American a-holes. Rectum, we salute you, Mr. Shopping Mall Food Sample Guy. Mr. Shopping Mall Food Sample Guy. You shamelessly block the pass of the most aggressive shoppers while holding aloft an unidentifiable meat-like substance on a toothpick. My boss says it's chicken. Sure it is. And that gummy tobacco-colored sauce that it's immersed in was prepared by Emerald. Well, whatever it is, it caught the eye of the Rosie O'Donnell look-alike headed right for you. More chins than a Chinese phone book. Sure, you drop samples on the floor from time to time, but that's okay. It adds nutritional value. Ow! So we salute you, Mr. Shopping Mall Food Sample Guy. Your gravy-stained uniform, your mystery meat, and your nervous tick. You are a real American a-hole. Rectum. Yeah, 102 at 560 WQM. We got uh, the big O coming up at 2. Mad Dog from Shula's at 4. And then at, at 7 o'clock, uh, that's the end. Wait till you hear this one from the fake Jim Sarney. I think you might be interested in this. Okay. Neil, I've been very perplexed by all this George hubbub. If I still had my weekly column, I'd write a rip job on that place. It was good to see Tom write his piece. Tommy Jicka. A friend of mine who speaks to a member of the QAM sales staff pretty regularly told me he's been hearing that Joe Bell is on his way out and some other BBGI management type will be taking over QAM soon. I tuned into 790 this morning to see how Jorge Sedano and that chick were doing awful radio. You know, this is the only comment I've had about that show. They've been on two mornings right. now Good with point. their highly touted new show across the street, Jorge mm -hmm. and Crystal O'Schwartz. And Jim Sarney says, awful radio. Well, I have to go plan my Preakness party. Some Italian sausages, onion dip, and plunging my brains out online will make for a great day. The fake Jim Sarney. How do you like that? Hmm. Somebody from the QM sales staff allegedly is uh, saying that, yeah, Joe Bell is on his way out. Wouldn't that be a shame? Maybe this is his parting shot at me, you know, getting uh, even with me. Maybe. He's dumping your ass. Yeah, getting, getting at me through you. For being such a bastard. Not that it's the first time, you know. What do you mean by that? Well, management can't touch you, so they uh, beat me. What, what do you mean they can't cover. touch me? Well, what does that mean? They never have been able to. They, they sure as hell have. Can't fire you without yeah. paying you off. That's what that means. Well, then pay me off. If they want to pay me right. off, I'll take care of you. 
That would be uh, doing you a favor. Oh, they won't Why do that. They, do they, they won't pay anybody like off. Some of that they don't like. You know what uh, Bruce Beasley says? I believe in an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Ho, 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 yeah. ho, ho. And Jolly Joe pats him on the back. Right on, Bruce. Right on. Ho, 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 ho. They do a lot of ho-hos together. Maybe they eat a lot of ho-hos together. George Ann says, hey, Neil, thanks for being you. Yesterday I was having a terrible day. I was on the Palmetto in sick traffic and have some personal stuff going on. So I'm listening to Mandage, and one of your commercials for the show comes on, and it's Maria's Tacos. So the bit ends, and your voice comes on, and you say something like, all right, or yeah, sounds corny to say, but this man hearing you while the seriousness of sports is going on just made me so laugh my ass off. Thanks, Neil. By the way, Jim doesn't care about having guest BC. He has personal countdown until the last show. Who, Jim who? Mandage, I presume? Oh. Oh, because he has his personal countdown until his last show, which he has 360 days left to go. He's got an I don't give enough attitude now. Always listening, says George Ann. Thanks, George Ann. That a boy, Mad Dog. Screw him. He doesn't care that they're butchering his show because he's leaving anyway. Whenever. Whenever it's time to retire. Time for you, Rogers. Retire. No. Can't afford it. Need that cash, baby. I wonder if my uh, bonus check showed up down there today. I'm, I'll get a lowdown on that later. So here's the story. Am I, am I pronouncing his name right? QTA? That's correct. Or is it QTA? QTA. QTA? You don't you look too it. cute to me. He ain't no Patrick uh, Kane, I'll tell you that. Well, I'll tell you. Blackhawks. Who wouldn't pay $1,000 just for about 20 seconds in that locker room? Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, stark naked. And Marty Havlat, too. Patrick Kane, big game hat trick last night, and Taves scores the winning goal. As they stuck it to Roberto Luongo, man. The, the ghost of the Panthers must have hung over Luongo's head. You think? Must be. The curse of the Panteros. How are the Panthers doing in the playoffs? They win any games? No. Oh. In his first English-language TV interview since photos surfaced showing him frolicking with a woman on Miami Beach, the Reverend Alberto Cudier appeared on national TV yesterday. Did you see him? Yeah. yeah Without his priestly collar, showing a bit of neck under a white button-down <gasps> shirt, and apologizing profusely to the church and fellow Catholics. Apologizing profusely and showing right. a little uh, a neck. Wow. I wonder if it's a chicken neck. I doubt it. So how's chicken neck taking all this? You've been speaking to him? Yeah. Yeah. Is he showing up today with his goods? We are uh, getting together, yeah. Yeah. He'll take care of you. I'm sure he will. Tell, tell him I'm not overnighting anything, okay? I can't afford the extra 30 bucks to FedEx. He, uh, he listens to the show. I don't have to tell him anything. He listens religiously? Yep. Chicken neck? Yep. How's he doing? Fine. Does he need money? <laughs> Just a joke. I take full responsibility for what I did. I know it's wrong, Father QDA told Maggie Rodriguez, anchor of CBS's The Early Show, changing his tune from Friday when he sounded much less contrite in an interview with Univision. Then he said, I will never say I'm sorry for loving a woman. Though the photos have reignited the debate over priest and celibacy, QDA, who had even said before the scandal broke he was in favor of celibacy, becoming a choice instead of a mandate, told Rodriguez he believes in a vow he couldn't keep. I don't want to be the anti-celibacy priest, he said, adding that I guess they've gotten to him, huh? Right. Adding that at least some in the church had known for a while he was in a spiritual crisis involved with a woman. Well, probably better than with a 10-year-old boy. Not from the, I mean, where they sit. Oh, that's true. From where they what? Sit. sit. 
They sit on it. I become kind of a poster boy for it. I don't want to be that. I believe celibacy is a good commitment to God. He said, in my case, it was something I struggled with for a long time in confession and spiritual direction retreats. Very good mentors and priests helped me deal with this issue. Maybe they can teach him how to alter boys. The Miami Archdiocese still has made no indication as to what QDA's future might be. He's been relieved of his duties as St. Francis de Sales Parish in Miami Beach. Father Cudier has a decision to make, and he is taking some personal time to do so. Spokeswoman Mary Ross Augusta said yesterday, but she's still there, huh, that old bag? I mean, Cudier said the romance with the woman in the photos identified media reports as Rohama Booney Canellas, 35, a divorced mother living in Miami Beach, started a couple of years ago. Friday, he told the Herald that while they met about 10 years ago and had a mutual attraction from the beginning, the love affair was less than a year old. The love affair. So, in other words, he's known her for about 10 years, but he's only been screwing her for less than a year. Is that what he means? That's exactly right. He told CBS this was the first time he broke his vow of celibacy. I entered the seminary 22 years ago, he said. In 22 years, I've never had a sexual relationship with anyone. How sad. I committed myself fully to my vows. This is the only person I've had sexual contact with. The photos, which appeared in the Spanish-language magazine TV Notas, were taken on a quiet stretch of Miami Beach a few months ago, Cudier said, on a cold day when no one else seemed to be around. He said he believes the lifeguard altered the papara- alerted the paparazzi that he was there. He alerted the paparazzi. Hey, father's here with a chick. It was an imprudence, he said, about his moment of fun in the sun. It was stupid. But he wouldn't spell out exactly what he plans to do next. He told the Herald that he would eventually like marriage and children. But yesterday, Cutie said he has a lot to process first. My bishop has given me time to think about it. This is a difficult time of transition of time. Thinking about the future, he said. I bet he said transition. Not transition. Transition. Probably. Like New Jersey. You think? Probably. Cutie's girlfriend seems to be for marriage. Do you know any woman who doesn't want to get married to the person they love, he said? I'm ready to assume my responsibilities, and I'm ready to begin on the road to that if that's what God wants. And I feel in my heart that maybe that is what God wants. He wants it. But Cutie wouldn't come out and say he was ready to leave the priesthood. That's what I'm in the process of thinking about right now, he said. I'm not ready to answer that publicly. I first need to talk to my bishop, who's the person that I first have to respect and honor. Maybe you ought to talk to Ann Bishop, that old dyke. Or oh, she's still dead? What? That, that, would, that would turn him back to a, something else, to sure. celibacy. Yeah. Can you even begin to imagine? I'd rather not. Wow. Talk about crotch rot. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, Ann. Sorry, Sandy. I wonder if Sandy Payton still got her body locked away somewhere. Remember, there was that big snit after Ann passed away between yeah. her and Sandy over who had control of the body and the booty. and Right. <laughs> Macking on that booty. Oh, no. Oh, oh, that's a lot of macking, man. Holy Mackinac, as Joe Bowen would say. Isn't that what he would say? Yeah, that's a big Mac. How about those Blackhawks, by the way? No uh, emails about the Hawks. Shirley, you know your friend Shirley that brought you money at the track that day? Yes. Things don't work out at the station. I have a truck, TV, dogs and guns. Montana, here we come. All right. Yeah, you can hightail it out of town with old Shirley. George Ann is back. Sorry about the bad grammar, but all uh, all uh, I meant was that you put a big smile on my face. Thanks again. No problem, George Ann. No need to apologize. Oh, Chester Copperpot, give give it a break. He's trying to be a comedian. Really? Again? Yeah. Oh, mail is running late today, so I don't know if the bonus check is there. I got that message from Garcia, from John Garcia. Okay.
Oh, Fred and Boca, who's nothing but caustic ass clown. It's about time you moved on from the George's job is on the line story. Remember, your audience, I'm reading the emails as they come in, okay? And that's what most of them are about, schmuck, including yours. Nobody here really gives a hoot since their pay won't be affected, but thanks for the free entertainment while it lasted. Why don't you get a job as a hockey co-host? You can get in the Blackhawks locker room, says Fred. Yeah, that sounds good to me. They'd have a hell of a time getting me out of there once I got in. 490 votes on the poll will do over 500. That's not, not great. Fat Chris wouldn't be too impressed. And Josh Cordes finally cashed that check. Let's hear it for him. Oh! So maybe he's going to have a, a rip-snorting weekend. Or maybe just a snorting weekend. I don't know. You see him at all? Yeah, every once in a while, a couple times a week. Do you? And what's his take? Is he going to take care of you if you get canned? That's right. He's going to let me sleep on his couch. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe you can get um, some leftovers, some slopovers. What do you think? Hey, I've seen what he uh, gets. I'll take him. Will you? Yeah. Like that Russian chick? Absolutely. Now, whatever happened with him on that? Well, we'll do it after the break. Okay. I like naked guys. Open up, I say. What? Let me in. I got big news. But I ain't got no makeup on. Come on, come on, you fairy. Open the door. What? 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 You see this here? Production starting on Three Stooges movie. Still no decision on who will play Mo. Oh, what? Don't you get it, Mallethead? They're thinking about this guy here, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, he's a good actor. He makes a great lawnmower, but he ain't no Mo. Yeah. I'm perfect for it. Why, I am Mo. Once they get a load on me, it's a cinch I'll get the lead role. Ah, you're dreaming. Dreaming, huh? Well, see who's dreaming when I get back from Hollywood. <laughs> At last. I think this is the studio right here. Uh, hey, mister, where do you think you're going? Now, see here. I am Mo Howard and David, and I'm here for the new Three Stooges movie they're making. Well, I wouldn't go into that studio. They're filming a gangster movie in there. Okay, get out of my way. Hello, everybody. I'm here, the starter of your Three Stooges movie. And action. <laughs> What's he trying to say? I'm dying over here. Oh, and? Do, 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 do. Well, let me ask you something. Do you know anybody else in the world who says do, 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 do. that? No. Oh. Well, at least you got to give it to him. He's unique. I'll give it to him. Will you? Yeah. A lot of people like to give it to him. You know what they want to give it to him? That. Four ninety nine on the poor is it? Uh, let me let me refresh you. It might be over five hundred. That would be a half a feather in our cap. Uh, four ninety nine, like I said, bastards. Here's one from uh, that came in the other day that I didn't get around to yesterday. Actually, it came in Friday afternoon. All right. From Boomer. He says, "I really want to rant as I write this regarding the people responsible for shortening Ken's life." But those that were there this morning at the VA burial grounds in Lake Worth, from the station, a few, mostly ex-employees, about six, and some of his close friends of many years, had an opportunity to share a few quality highlights and moments of our departed fellow broadcaster, colleague, and friend as he was awarded our, his final respects in proper naval military tradition, having been a World War II sailor. He was 83, I heard. That seems to be most of all what you hear about a person after they're gone, the number of sun revolutions they were able to complete. 
They don't make them like Ken anymore. Well, Mrs. Authoritative, crystal clear voice, style, and professionalism that hasn't been handed down properly to those who are now attempting to come up with enough through the ranks in this line of work. Work, did I call this correctly? It's garbage thanks to deregulation. Let's support the current administration on Pennsylvania Avenue to re-regulate and bust up these conglomerates who aren't interested in broadcasting. I first met Ken nearly 30 years ago while working at Channel 51, the Dave Dixon era. His main responsibilities back then were wrapped around the Biscayne Kennel Club and reading news at WGBS 710. My friend Larry Knight Stein was PD at the time. How do you like that? Who worked for me in Kalamazoo and Sturgis, Michigan. Right. As the nature of this horror, and who died a long time ago. As the nature of this horror business had your career moving up and down the dial and back and forth across town, whenever I ran into Ken, he was always in a good mood and able to... Uh, Something off the stress while in the parking lot having a smoke and a few laughs between newscasts. He always remembered me somehow, was an absolute pro at every facility that was ever lucky enough to have his employee. We'll miss you, Ken. Joy, Joe Bell, Joyce Fitch, shame on you. Shame on you for giving Ken only a week's severance pay when you canned him during the last holiday season. Shame on you for not even giving him the standard at least a week for every one of the ten years of broadcast service he gave to WQAM. Shame on you for your pathetic budget, unable to afford this man's services at, what, 70 bucks a day? If you people knew about broadcasting and how to sell it, Ken's daily salary would have been more than paid for with just one sixty-second spot. His superior voice and stature made the radio station sound like a real radio station, even though it's nothing more than a collegiate airy-fairy sports bar with a microphone. Rest in peace, Ken, says the boomer. How do you like that? Very nice. Who was also friends with Larry Knight slash Larry Stein, who lived with me in Howe, Indiana for a brief time when we were working in Sturgis, Michigan. How do you like that? How? How Indiana? Do I like that? Just fine. How do you like that? Don't be making light of how Indiana. It's right across the Indiana-Michigan border. It's right near the uh, toll house on the Indiana freeway, or whatever the hell they call it. The something of the glass house. I've asked about that a few times, and nobody seems. Maybe it's not the glass house anymore. Like those turnpike things they have in Florida, those uh, rest stops. Where they have uh, like Nathan's and the famous Anus cookies and stuff like that. In Indiana, they were called the Glass House. And on the way, like driving to uh, say Chicago, to go to Washington Park or Sportsman's Park back in the day, you get on the Indiana Turnpike. And then you always make a stop at the Glass House. Okay. So George Streepy sent us. This was much earlier that we were involved with this whole business about Bubba and MJ. Do we care about this? I guess so. Kill some good time. Since they seem to be out of emails and material. Let me let me just check. Maybe I'm wrong. There's Farah. She won our poll yesterday, but hands down your pants. Who's going to be dead next? Battles cancer and the tabloids. Farah Fawcett. Initially did nothing to stop it. UCLA eventually did investigate and found one of its employees had been looking at patients' records. But the hospital would not reveal the name to Fawcett's lawyers. She said, we have a responsibility to protect our employees. And I said, more than your patients? The interview with the Los Angeles Times was recorded last August, but held until now, timed to the release of her new documentary. In the interview, Fawcett says cancer becomes your life. It's all-consuming. Then your quality of life is never the same. So what do you think about that rumor that Joe Bell's getting Schmidt canned? I, I don't know. Wouldn't that kind of like tie in with well, the way this whole thing is going down with you? Uh, I don't know. And with me? Giving in some parting shots. Remember on the old Hollywood squares, they had parting gifts? Mm-hmm. Peter Marshall. Well, we got parting gifts, which means that you lost, and we're going to give you like 20 bucks worth of crap. 
Maybe these are some of his parting shots. Could be. Not not related to Dr. Fred Schatz. I wonder if he's still hopping around with that. Uh, you know, he's probably out over there with your buddy that you mentioned before. The Dow's down 29 points. And Ferrah's on the way out. What was that movie? Was she in the burning bed or do I confuse that with She was in the movie? burning bed. And it was hot, so she had to jump out. Really? No. Was that, that, the, was that the one where she stuffed the guy in the fireplace in the end? Uh, I think that was a different one. I'm not sure. Was it? That really creepy guy? To look at uh, she sprayed. IMDb. She sprayed him with a bug spray? Right. The flea spray. So how's flea taking all this? How's he doing today? Fine. He come by and giving you a big kiss? If he gives you a kiss on the cheek, I'd be I'd run like a son uh, of a he bitch. He kisses me on the mouth, as usual. Little tongue, maybe? A lot of tongue. God, Neil. Now, from the Channel 10 Eyewitness News. I get set to kill Ann. Hey, where's Ann going? What, what's she doing with that machine gun? Oh, my God. Quick, quick. Camera to the wife. She was fed up with reading one story after another about drugs and violence. Now, she wants to right the wrongs and rewrite the news in Ann Vogue. Starring Ann Bishop. Don't kill me, please. I'll see you tonight at 5, 6, and 11. Come. And oh, she took the news into her own hands. What are you going to do with me? When I get through with you, there won't be enough of you left to make a good toupee for Don Null. Starring Ann Bishop, also starring Carl Weathers as Dwight Lauderdale, and Don Knotts as Don No. There's a stationary front over the Midwest. And Bo, she rewrote the news. And Bo, coming soon. Oh, it seems as though I've offended Jimmy Syphilis with my comments about his former co-worker, Ann Bo. Did you know? He says, since Manny's been banned from listening to your show in the building, I'm forced to monitor your show myself. What you just said about my late friend Anne was revolting. How could you say such horrible things, you disgusting creature? Because they were true. Forget going through Harvey Green. If WQM doesn't do something about you, I will walk. If I go, Jim and Joe will follow. <laughs> oh, I know for a fact that Ken would hire them and CC would get the contract. Jimmy Syphilis is threatening to walk out. Dolphin fans, celebrate. Everybody in Dolphin oh. Light is uh, uh, dancing for joy. Jimmy Syphilis, my ass. Wow. Is that where you have it? Now, now this, this is pathetic. This is so sad, I'm embarrassed to be an atheist. Remember this guy I told you, president of the uh, Florida Atheist and Secular Humanist? Yeah, yeah. I know. I've, I've got his thing in my pile, a couple of stories down, and I was going to get to it today or tomorrow for sure. But because I haven't gotten right to it, here again, no, I don't really care about hearing my name on the air. I sent you the first email in hopes you could help the local free thought community, and second, to alert you to our local government using tax dollars for prayer. I actually thought it was worth a discussion. Sorry to have wasted your time. Not subject, not meant for air. Well, it's on the air because I'm, I'm embarrassed and humiliated for you. And just like I said before, if I didn't get to it right away, how do you like that? Yeah. This is what I've always said, and that is that the atheist community has always been represented, other, other than Ann Gaylor up in Madison, Wisconsin. What's the name of the group? Freedom, Freedom from, from Religion Foundation. Religion, uh, whatever. I mean, Madeline O'Hare, who I used to have on the air a zillion times back in the day when I had boring guests, I mean, she was, uh, you know, she was a pip. But she had no credibility because she just, I don't know, 
There was just something about her besides being fat and grotesque. Oh, there you go again. Uh, first picking on Ed Bishop and now Madeline O'Hare. Rest in pieces. Oh, I'm sorry. That's bad. You see? And that's me, heartless and cruel and nasty. Well, I'll, I'll get to that thing about the atheist, or maybe I won't. I don't know. I was gonna. And nothing worse than a crybaby, an adult who acts like a child. Oh, sorry to have wasted your time. Now, that, that to me is just pathetic. Aren't you embarrassed and humiliated and just, just, just to be a member of the subhuman race? A little bit. God. We want it on right now, and these people are like a bunch of kids, kids banging their spoon on the, uh, on the thing. What, what do you call that thing? On the high chair? Yes. Little kids are, I want mine. I want mine. Yeah, yeah, I want my cigarettes, Miss Ratchet, like that. Not meant for ear. Yeah, it was interesting, okay? And I'll get to it when it was appropriate, when I got time. We got four hours here, five days a week, Monday through Friday. In fact, I even, I even reprinted this old story from July 8th. Is Florida Governor Charlie Crist gay even after a straight wedding? Not that I need to convince anybody, because anybody who knows the, you know, any, all, all the queens know. Takes one to know one. Right, Jimmy? You fairy! Anyway. So Jimmy Syphilis is going to get me out. He's going to talk to Harvey Green. Yep. Maybe that's what your problem is. Maybe Jimmy Syphilitic is trying to get you fired. I never met the man. Didn't you? Nope. He's old and gray, uh, gray white, I've heard white-haired. This. What? Well, I've... you are too, though. Yeah. Maybe you could rub your uh, gray and white hair together. Okay. Maybe something would rub off on him. Your broadcast, Jimmy, I mean, on a scale of zero, minus, minus infinity, the worst. The phone lines at Radio Station 102.5, the bone lit up this morning as jock Bubba Love Sponge Clem bashed rival radio host Todd Schmidt of WFLZ's MJ Morning Show. I mean, how can you have two shows in the same market and use a different name? People are can stupid. You... Schnitt is suing Clem, claiming his competitor made all types of offensive statements on air about him and his wife, Michelle. The radio personalities compete for listeners during the same time period, Monday through Friday, between the hours of 6 and 10 a.m. Bubba Lovespun spoke about the civil lawsuit filed against him from his St. Petersburg home yesterday last night. I didn't say anything defamatory or slanderous like he made allegations of really bad stuff, like um, something the kids or something I would never go there, like touching the kids. This is somebody who got his feelings hurt. That's exactly what he gets on here every day. He's a public figure. MJ was not available for comment last night. He's out of the country on vacation, according to sources. There's a note posted on the website for the radio show that reads, The MJ Morning Crew is on vacation from March 17 to March 21. Will return Monday, March 24. Well, today is March... March... Today is May 12th. Yeah. But the lawsuit speaks for MJ and his wife. In it, MJ accuses Bubba of calling him a lying piece of crap and a schnitt snitch and one of the top four or five people behind our arrest and trial of the hog deal. MJ accuses Bubba of calling his wife Michelle a degrading name. Michelle Schnitt does not appear on the MJ morning show. Oh, she does appear from time to time, which airs on WFZLC, which is a cheap channel communications station. So this is Cox Broadcasting versus Cheap Channel. 
Rebecca Harrison Steele is the director of the ACLU. Steele represents the West Central Florida Regional Office and says, someone who's a public figure in order to find the defendant guilty of libel, they have to show that they acted with reckless and indifference to the truth or with actual knowledge that what they were saying was false. Steele says some speech is protected by the First Amendment. Statements of opinion are not slanderous, she says, but shock jock is one thing, but if you actually make defamatory statements about someone that aren't true and do injure their reputation in a serious way, that to me crosses over the line of First Amendment. Bubba the Love Sponge is no stranger to controversy. He was fired by Cheap Channel in February 2004. At the time, he drew the largest single indecency fine in FCC history for airing skits where cartoon characters talked about sex and drugs. Back in January of this year, he promised to clean up his act when he returned to the airwaves in Tampa and Jacksonville. He signed a three-year contract with Cox Radio and can be heard on the, on the Bone in Tampa, 102.5. Bubba's on the Bone. Sounds like MJ's on the rag and Bubba's on the Bone. The tension may have started the day Bubba returned to the air, and a studio computer screen displayed the phrase, MJ sucks. Bubba told Tampa's 10 News back then, all of Tampa radio sucks. There is nothing out there. We're number one for eight or nine years. Even cleaned up and user-friendly will be better than anything else that's on. It's horrible. Kind of like South Florida radio. It's horrible. Monday night, he reiterated that statement. The truth hurt, doesn't it? The bottom line is Arbitron can just something out. And I was already number one. It's chopped off in the right-hand column. I went to number one in two and a half weeks. Are they going to try to tell me Tampa Bay wasn't hurting for something new? Asks Bubba. Bubba the Love Sponge says, if you don't want me to talk about you, then take yourself off the air. Let this play out in court. Let me have my day in court. I can't wait for the deposition to start. Let the games begin. I swear to God, he says. Of course, we know who he's talking about. Oh, God. Right. He gets on the air every day, meaning MJ. He's a public figure. It's okay for him to put billboards of OJ and Britney Spears up, and his whole show is based on TMZ. Unfortunately, he does not understand is that he and his wife are public figures. I can call them names and be outlandish and be Bubba the Love Sponge, be the people's hammer, and say like, uh, like it is all I want. He's the people's hammer, the people's humper. How do you like that? He's the people's hammer. That was funny. Bubba says it's true. He does make fun of MJ's physical attributes, being short, being a midget. Look, you can you guys call me fat. He can do all that, but the bottom line is little MJ's feelings are hurt. So now I'm going to sue, sue, sue. Tie up the system, tie up the taxpayers' dollars, tie up the court system. The civil suit doesn't spell out exactly how much money and damages MJ and Michelle are suing for, but nevertheless, they're asking for a jury trial to settle the matter. How do you like that? A contretemps between MJ, Todd Schmidtmeister, and Bubba Love uh, Spork. Sounds like a bunch of crap to me, doesn't it? Yeah, sounds like Schmidt's a big crybaby. Sounds like Schmitz, well, screw him. Yeah. A rush wannabe. I wonder if he pops a few oxys now and then to deaden the pain from the fact that Bubba's picking on him. Poor MJ. Bubba's picking on me. Oh, look at this. Found these on the web, says Scott in Pinellas Park. From what I read, the buildings haven't changed. The Hardee's Travel Plaza is uh, in, in Howe. Holy moly, I'm going back to Howe, Indiana. It's a Hardee's on the Glass House. Let's have glass nosed on the glass house. You know, this this whole nostalgia thing, a lot of people poo-poo it, but you know something? What? The older I get, the more I realize the truth to it. Back in the day, things think there was so much more variety and so many. I mean, all this stuff is now gone. Right. The glass house with the big Hardee's. I love Hardee's. Don't you like Hardee's a lot? Very much. That mushroom cheese. Not not those biscuits mm-hmm. now. Biscuits no, and gravy. That, biscuits for rednecks. Dry and nasty. Ooh, biscuits with gravy. You know what I like gravy on best? 
Mashed potatoes. That's right. With the skin. Now, like at Thanksgiving, on. when people put. Am I talking over you or what? No, I'm talking over you. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. At Thanksgiving and Christmas, like when people eat turkey dinners a lot. Yeah. And people put gravy on the stuffing. No. Stuffing should be a little bit moist by itself. And don't don't mess the gravy on the stuffing. Put it on the turkey because turkey is dry. Put it on the mashed taters. In fact, a little bit of butter and a lot of gravy on the mashed right. taters is the way I like it. Or a lot of butter. A lot of butter and a lot of gravy. Now we're talking. So let me ask you, did Joe come in and give you a big squeeze today or what? Yeah. Grab my junior, honey. Look good, look good, look good. Look good, look good, look I just reminded me of that when I was listening to that latke thing, Hyman Roth. Yeah. Don't you just love potato latkes? I like them a lot. Good ones. Right. Especially the ones like Corky's used to bring in when they bring in a, br- a tasket to tisket. We used to love their brisket. brisket. Right. And okay. the little potato pancakes, too. Oh, With God. With applesauce. With applesauce or sour cream. Yeah, they brought both. Or both. You didn't have to choose. That's right. You could dip them in both. Dip them and dunk them and eat them. Dip them and lick them. And the uh, potato pancakes, too. Oh, God. There's nothing like Jew food, you know what? Right. I guess that's because I'm, uh, I'm Jew, you know. I guess everybody is, like, into their own particular ethnic, uh, you know, like, like Cubans would say Cuban food is the best. And Portuguese would say, Portuguese, Dutch would say Dutch food is the best if there was such a thing. Besides that horrible pea soup. What was that thing we had yesterday about the uh, Netherlands and about how I'm responsible for uh, whatever that was all about? That was bizarre. Oh, about the uh, Muslims. Remember that? Right. And I'm responsible for there being so damn many Muslims in my generation did this. Uh, oh, God. So many crazy people out there. <laughs> crazy people. So we got through another day, and you're still here. That's good. One day at a time. Yeah. Well, you know, when I come in in the morning now, I sit here because I generally come in a few minutes before you do. And I shut off the uh, audio from City Pulse 24. Are swimmable. So, in other words, 86 or 80 percent. City Pulse 24. And uh, and I wait, and I, and sometimes there's audio coming back at me, back at you. 
with Joe Rose and Stormy or whatever else he's got on or uh, the chronic guests. Or sometimes there's just the sounds of silence. And I'm waiting to hear, hello, hello, what? No, and I'm hoping it's your voice, like this morning. Yeah. I mean, I, I was pretty sure it would be because if something would have happened, you'd have texted me right away. Wouldn't you? Right. Well, just be sure that if something if something goes down, that I know about it. I will tell you. So I can hire a hitman or something like that. Giacomo says, hello, I'm a transplanted Floridian living near Chicago, originally from New York. Frustrated Rangers fan and frustrated Panthers fan. We love the Panthers. They never win. Got hooked on the uh, Hawks a few years ago, and last night's game made me cry tears of joy. They seem to be getting better as the postseason progresses. Patrick Kane's last two goals were beautiful. Not as beautiful as him, though. Good God. It says I could kiss him in the, on the lips if I was so inclined. Hope we do as well against Detroit. Go Hawks, says Jack. Well, good luck to you against Detroit. Boy, they're awesome. They're tough. I hate them like poison, but uh, go Hawks. Even George is rooting for the Hawks. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. Come on now. Big time. Hop on the bandwagon. If they were ugly, I wouldn't really care. I wouldn't have any team I'd be rooting for, but they're not. Oh, here's one about encephalitis. I'm sure that Jimmy Syphilis, who emails you, is fake as the rest of those other rear portals. Neil, in fact, I'm sure they're all the same guy. Sure, probably that bozo in Orlando, since there are plenty of references to that place, which none of us cares about down here. But that's not what I'm writing, it says. I used to watch the Dolphins games with the radio on. Even in those dark days with Zim Farr and his pan flute, the local announcers were preferable to the network guys. No more. Syphilis is an awful play-by-play man. I'm not a broadcaster, but he has no idea how to modulate his voice. He screws up calls, and having two other jocks in the booth makes it an even bigger mess. Joe Rose or Mandich would be all right, Mad Dog preferably, but both? What a cluster flick. Anyway, keep hammering away at Syphilis. He's a pompous jackass. He's way over his head on the ear. Take care and good luck to George with Norma writing a letter. Did he put the right postage on it? Probably not. Oh, that's right. I forgot to send him the postage. You think Norma can handle it? Handle what? The cost of the post. It wasn't. It wasn't a <laughs> snail mail. It was an email. Oh, God! I mean, even Norma's up to that. Oh, here you go. Jimmy Syphilis says, "What do you know about broadcasting? You sucked at play-by-play on those Hurricane games." Bob Greasy said he hated working with you and thought Jay was a lot better. Joe Bell can't stand you and ensures me, Harvey, and you assures me and Harvey you will be taken care of. Yeah, keep keep dreaming, Jimmy. I was terrible on those UM games. The fake Jim Defeatus says, I like girls, but where's Miro Chatan? Yeah, I like Miro Chatan just fine, but he ain't no Patrick Kane, I'll tell you that right now. But then again, who is? Hey, Patrick. Hmm. Boy, I'd sure chase him around for an old fart. Here's one from a, it says, hello from a new, fairly, a fairly new listener. I thought it said from a new fairy listener. I was going to play, you fairy. but I won't. Leo, I've been listening to your show periodically the last three years. I want to thank you for keeping your show fast-paced, unorganized, and full of humor. Keep handling business and keep burping up the bacon on the air. Keep handling business. A lot of monkey business going on, you know what? So George is still with us, and I guarantee you, I think he'll be here tomorrow morning when I sit down. And Jimmy Syphilis, I got a message for you. You suck. You stink. Even the stench of Ann Bishop's dead, rotting body doesn't smell or stink as bad as you, Jimmy. Your work is pathetic and putrid. And I'm sure that the two ex-jocks who work in the booth with you, Jim and Joe, who I like a lot, I'm sure they're well aware of it, of your shortcomings. 
Good luck in your new endeavors, Jimmy. Bye-bye! 